Hey everybody, welcome back to Paper Play Action. I am your host, Amon Brown. We are back with none other than Paul. Say hey, hey people. people. I'm copying a YouTuber with that. But yeah, I'm back, guys. I got uh, two weeks, two episodes I can be back for. I'm very excited. Always good to have him on. Certainly. And Pele, say what's good, homie. Hi. Let's get it cracking. <laughs> All, right. All right. Let's get into it then. Yep. What you guys got for me? What uh, have you guys been checking out? What have you guys been looking at? I'll, uh, I'll let Pele go first. Okay. Pele. Um, in terms of watching TV, I have not done too much out, outside of that. I've been watching Loki. It's it's been coming out progressively. Uh, enjoying it. It's enjoying it for the most part. I won't mm. say any details for spoilers of the fans who are still watching as well. Um, I'm liking it. I'm just trying not to think too hard on it. I won't go into much details past that. I will ask this. Um, how are you feeling about it so far in comparison to the other MCU shows? Because for me, I mean, I'm not really... I, I started to like it. It was pretty good, but I'm not really feeling it. I don't know what it is. It's just not keeping my attention. I'm going to finish it and continue it, obviously. Mm. But it's just not keeping my attention nearly as much. And I'm just wondering if you were having the same kind of... I am... Uh... I am. I'm actually having that same catch of interest. I think mine's more lying towards... I'm having issues of reasoning, if that makes sense. Like, how the characters make certain choices in the show, or how the plot progresses in parts of the show. Like, I had that issue quite a bit in Falcon and Winter Soldier, mm. Um, mm. and it's still prevalent to a lesser degree in Loki. Do you think possibly that, and I'm not saying this to like Mac on the show or anything like that. I just, I haven't watched it. And I only saw that one episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We all watched and yet to watch one division. But uh, do you think that maybe it's starting to be not just like, uh, you know, superhero fatigue in the sense of the shows, but like also the writers are kind of running out of ideas that they can bring to cinema? I think it's more of the latter more so than the first because I don't think it's the superhero fatigue in a sense because right. we still have some new superhero stuff that people still enjoy. Invincible, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah, so I don't think it's superhero fatigue. I just think, well, in my personal opinion anyway, I think something's wrong with some of the writing because okay. I'm also trying to get into <laughs> Batwoman. <laughs> And that's hard to get through. I don't know too. why you tried to bother with that one. I'm I heard that is uh, it's so bad. <laughs> Ruby Rose left after one season. Basically, no, no, okay. she not even the full season. She left, I think, after before the final three episodes. Dude, if your Dag. Scarlet leaves, that like that soon, cancel that's the show. A... It's all over, bro. <laughs> yeah, sign. But no, it's like I'm trying to get to that. I'm, I guess I, my mindset is that I'm just trying to wrap my head around. Why did they do this this way? Is my is my biggest thing for me. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. But, but that's yeah. Besides that, I've been watching that um, because of and the reason why I haven't been watching a lot of shows is because I bought a shitload of games recently for a cheap price. I'm trying to get through them all as well. Uh, Code Vein, The Dark Pictures Anthology, mm-hmm. and Divinity: Original Sin Two. So have you okay. started playing Divinity? Yes, I've been starting to play it, and I restarted over five, uh, 15 times already. For what purpose? You, there's a I, lot of ways you can... There's a lot of builds, for one, you can do in that okay. game, and a couple different ways you can get out of that first initial account. Yeah, <laughs> See, I, I have the money to spend on it. I also kind of don't. I just spent, like, $200 on stuff. But, like, if if you give me a solid enough reasoning here in a second, Pele, I may just go ahead and buy it 
I mean, if you like Pillars of Eternity, I'm pretty sure you're definitely going to like Divinity Original Sin. If anything else, I'll let you borrow my copy whenever <laughs> you want, because I have other games I can play, too. I gotcha. Oh, you get it on PS4. See, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just PC. But anyway, go, no, go no. ahead with your week. My yeah. bad. I'm not trying to derail this. No, you're good. I'm um, playing Divinity Original Sin. I, the reason I've been restarting it over 15 times is because I have a stupid habit of... Uh, Western RPGs, like, if I don't do it the right way or forget how it runs, I have the habit of restarting the whole freaking thing. I did that with all the Fallouts, I did that with Elder Scrolls completely. I've never finished a single Bethesda-made game in its entirety because I keep having that stupid freaking habit. Wait, but that doesn't make any sense. There's no right way to play those games. I know there's not a right way, but it's just, like, I don't. it's something in my head that makes me want to redo it all of a sudden okay. because, like, I don't think I did this I, the way I wanted to. It just makes me go through the whole thing again. I can level with you on that. I've done that uh, with many games. I Actually, that's why I've never beaten Torchlight 2 or Kingdom Come Deliverance. And mm-hmm. uh, I've done it with other games. That do, honestly, you just got to push and just keep playing in that character. and kind of Like, I ran into that with, and I'll get into that in my week, with Disco Elysium. But yeah. I just, you know what I mean? I just accepted it and moved on. And the moment you do that and actually finish a game, it gets a lot easier. So you got well, it, The man. deal is... In games like those, um, especially since you guys have a tendency to just keep starting over, mm-hmm. uh, look for a build guide and stick to that. I mm-hmm. mean, Paul, you obviously continued, but um, with some of your games, obviously, but like for Pele, it's like stick to a build. Like be like, oh, okay, look through a bunch of stuff and be like, I want to play this kind of character, and then you just mm-hmm. stick to it. And oh, you no. can't mess it. You can't really mess it up. Oh no, no, push no. towards certain things. Is the no, 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 that, that was never my problem. It's like, it's the build is not the reasoning why I do it. That's, I think, part of the reason why I restarted Divinity, but for, like, Fallout and Bethesda, that was never, like, Bethesda games, that was never my reasoning. I just, I think for me, in, in like, a mental, I keep a mental journal of all the things I've done in the game of Bethesda games, so after I spend too much time away from it, and I just try to get back into it, I forget mm. everything, like, I don't feel complete. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I don't know what I've I've done. Even if I follow through the journal, I just like I feel lost. So I have the urge to just like restart everything again okay. and again. It's just it's just this weird sense of completion in my brain that I can't comprehend. Then I guess the you only just gotta... thing I could suggest for you is just you have to play through it. Like don't stop on your playthrough. Just kind of be like, all right. So this week we're playing this game. <laughs> Yeah, and don't ever play like Baldur's Gate or something, then, dude. You'll uh, have a rough. I know, I know, I know. It's just that thing. I just got to keep trying for it, but uh, that's my problem. Plus, another thing, like just I played all the Bethesda games originally on consoles, which is not the greatest uh, way to do it. Finally, got them on PC, so I'll play them on PC soon enough. Mm. Fair enough. Yep. And uh, the other games, Code Vein and the Dark Fishers Anthology. I like Code Vein. It's a very anime Dark Souls esque like game. Tetsunura would uh, cream all over it because it looks like he has with all, a lot of the art design. Hmm. Over-sexualized women, belts, loops, grungy outfits, uh, jackets don't aren't used as jackets, they're mostly used as capes, and so on and so forth. Giant swords hmm. and, and such <laughs> shit like that. A lot of blood, a lot of, a lot of violence. The story is... The story is odd. If it's convoluted, uh, then you've got it. Yeah, it's it's very convoluted. It's well, it's made by the guys who did Co- uh, God Eater. So, ah, gotcha. Ah, uh, well, I mean, I don't really find that convoluted. God Eater is not that convoluted. The world is just really interesting. The world's mm-hmm. weird, but it's interesting. Yeah, the world is weird on this one. Um, it's it's more like figure uh, doing a story after a ma- ma- two major events that occurred. So you just pick figure out piece by piece as you go through the game. As a Souls like game, there's no difficulty setting like most Souls games, but 
I find this game quite easier compared to other Souls-like games. More like, it's easier than Neo, it's easier than The Surge, it's easier than any mm. of those games, really. I've died a, a few times, yes, but I I came through it like... easier, too. Yeah, also, the fun just, factor, though. The fun factor? Um, some of the exploration, the combat's unique, uh, doing some creative moves. It's just... I guess if you like it enough in the style how you, how it plays, it's it's interesting and fun. I just think because there's no real sense of challenge, I just kind of lose a little bit of interest. That's why I stepped away from it for a while and played Divinity and the other games as well. Honestly, Code Vein is kind of admittedly kind of weak. Um, as far as those like games like Souls, like it's really easy. Uh, the best thing I can probably say about it is that it's its customization is actually really good. Like you mm -hmm. can make a pretty the, the character creator is really in-depth, but, like, the combat is really floaty, which is... Mm. And it's light. There's no weight to anything. No, it's, like, the exact even, opposite of Dark Souls. Yeah. But it's yeah. not even, like, in a good way. So, like, no, for instance, because... in Devil May Cry, for instance, I'm just going to use Devil May Cry, or we can use Bayonetta. Bayonetta is a better example. Bayonetta, um, a lot of the combat is very fast and loose. You're constantly moving around, dodging, flipping over people. So you can say that that combat is technically floaty, but there's still a sense of weight. Like when she does a drop kick to someone, you feel the impact on the ground and there's like stuff that happens with it. When you mm. shoot someone or slash someone with a sword, you get like that moment of impact that like there's little skips of frames or like the blood that gets slashed onto the ground or something and the characters or whatever you're hitting kind of reels back for a second, even for a moment. It's not there in uh, Code of Vein at all like it's just those little aspects that make hitting something feel good or mm. moving yeah. around feel good it's just not really there <laughs> for instance like when i first tried playing the game i went to more of a heavy class type of build um though like uh like for heavy armor and stuff like that because i got used more used to using heavier weapons from dark souls and even other games like that even bloodborne for that matter um, but it didn't feel as impactful every time I swung my hammer or giant blade along with it. It just felt kind of like... It actually felt more against you when you're using heavier weapons because the enemies hit faster and still hit harder than normal. But don't, yeah, but don't yeah. have hit stop. So, no. like... It's weird. It, it's just a weird, weird game. Yeah. What mm. else you got? What else have you been messing <laughs> yep. around? It's a strange yep. one for sure. <laughs> yep. And the last stuff, uh, playing the Dark Pictures anthology series, Madame Dan and Little Hope. I actually um, thought you've already played Madame Dan. Nope. What I've been holding that? it off. Madame Dan was a horror game uh, that was from the guys who made Until Dawn, Supermassive Games. Yeah, uh, we're that supposed to play that. Played again. Mm -hmm. uh, eventually, just like, you know what? I've been holding off for this for a while. I might as well play it myself. Um. Pele, if you stream it, I would actually be down to watch it. Because I did want to, I actually did kind of want to, like, have that kind of moment. So if you stream it, I'd super be down to just Oh, yeah, sure. And, like, and I'll be there for that. Yeah, sure. We, I can definitely do that stream it one day. Um, it's just that Man with Dan and the, uh, I guess how it feels in terms of gameplay. I like it for some of the story beats because you can make choices. I like, because I like that in Until Dawn. I just forgotten how much of a delay there was in a few of the command prompts. Like the QTEs and stuff like that, it's a bit aggravating to get through some of that stuff. I think you were telling me about that before. Mm. Yeah, uh, we were having a conversation about how weird it is that it has a like a slight delay in everything that it does. Like mm -hmm. as far as like button prompts and things like that, and it's like 
I guess it adds to that nerve-wrenching feel because technically speaking, that's the idea with um, like things like uh, Resident Evil, for instance. Mm-hmm. The controls are a big part. I mean, you know this. You love Resident Evil. Like the controls, yeah. especially for the classic one, are a big part of what makes the game scary is the fact that it's like you can't move super fast to get away from things. Yeah. Turning around takes a second. Like, you know? Yeah. But this is just like basic QTE stuff uh, because all the uh, commands, it's just a simply make your own decisions, make your choices. It's the Telltale style of sorts mm-hmm. where you just make a choice from a character, what their actions are, and then you have to survive through a QTE section. But like Telltales, if you fail certain QTEs, you die. And just, uh, but unlike Telltales, once a character dies, that's permanent. And you just move on. Like, ah, oh, come on, seriously. <laughs> I, I know that's the case from Until Dawn. It's just like it's a learning process. Like it's a bit frustrating, especially since I want to go through a both kill them all, save mm. them all, and find all the extra Easter eggs in it, which apparently um, is glitched on the console version. So like, I'm boned. Oh, it is officially. That sucks. And I, I can't. Know about that. Yeah, and I can't. Um, I can't expect any support from Mamma Dan in time future because the game is over three years old now. Damn. Also, they're all doing... Is it House not of a collection, Ashes. if I'm not mistaken? They are doing it, House, of Mad, House of Ashes right now. But like, it's, yes. I always was on the, the uh, impression that the anthology that they've been working on for this, long, this period of time has always been like a collection. And like Until Dawn, which is like one game and it's like longer than all of these, I always figured it was like these are being released as like like kind of how Telltale's released episodes, but they're all a part of this in particular thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, um, of, of sorts. It is a collection. It's just developing like each story and game uh, as the series goes through. Uh, I think Little Hope came out pretty soon after Man of Medan, and now House of Ashes, due to both co- due to both COVID and other uh, sites, they're also changing up the formula a bit with House of Ashes. From what I understand from the E3 Bandai Namco uh, presentation. Yeah, is it more action based? From what I understand, it's not that it's action inherently but like yeah more so that you are playing it rather than like moving around and sometimes watching and pressing a button yes they're making they're making a significant uh change from that decision maybe not directly fully action based but maybe less focus yeah less qte stuff Mm. fair enough yeah because there was definitely the famous uh qte and until dawn but you have to hold (laughs) you have to hold the playstation controller still to make yep. sure that no one uh, gets murked, and a ton of people got murked from literally that. setting it down and being like, "I'm not touching it," and still lost. <laughs> yeah. It, thankfully, I'll tell you this: it does not have that, but has another mini game because of the delay makes it also pretty damn hard to get through. Ugh. When I stream it, you'll see what I mean. Fair enough. But yeah, that has been my uh, well, the past three weeks actually, since it's been a while since the last last of this episode. Mm. That's fair enough. Yep. All right, then. Let's go to you, Paul. What's up? What you been messing All right, let me uh, get out of Baldur's Gate because it's pissing me off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing like dying to a wolf at level one. But anyways, um, so I, I've been pretty busy, man. I've been, what, it's I think four or five episodes I've missed. Um, so in that time, everybody that knows me knows I'm going to talk about Malazan. I'll get this one over with briefly. I'm working on getting all the hardcover editions of the books. Um, I love the series, obviously. And now having finished the second book, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely locked in. It is so good. I can't, uh, I can't explain it. And the, the plot of the second one is convoluted as can be, but it's like cohesive still. And it just, 
it, it hits all the right notes. And starting on the third book, it answered questions that I had from the first book immediately. Like it starts out, it gives you a glimpse of like 200,000 years in the, in the past. Then you have another glimpse of 100,000 years in the past where you get to see the actual coming of the crippled God and before he's torn apart and uh, essentially how, you know, it gives you that image to go with of like what's to come with the uh, the final book in the series being the crippled God. And just, wow, you know, I, Steven Erickson's imagination is, um, it's something, you know. But uh, past that, I've been reading a lot of Tokyo Ghoul. I'm now on volume 10 of uh, uh, Tokyo Ghoul RE. I gotta be honest, I don't care what anyone says about the anime. I don't care about that. The manga, I, I'm a diehard fan. It's very good. Love it a lot. Uh, it has captivated me uh, quite a lot. And uh, uh, Kaneki. Kane, Kaneki. I don't know Kaneki? how you Kaneki. Yeah. It's or Kaneki. The, Actually, it might be Kaneki. Kaneki, yeah. Please. But that that guy is uh, as a person. It is the one-eyed king, baby. That is a spoiler shit. Anyways, <laughs> I mean it's fine. It's it's old at this point. Not old, yeah, but you know, you're fine. <laughs> so is but uh, be be uh, careful with spoilers though, because people still get butthurt from like decades old spoilers. Yeah. I I mean listen, Malazan is such a niche been... that I could spoil everything, and either you'd forget or you just won't read it, and that's fine. But uh, I, I get it. I'll. I'll I'm, not, I'm not saying like I I'm care. Sure. I'm not saying like I care. I'm just saying like other people will care probably. No, I, I know. I'm thinking of those other people. But uh, another thing. Um, so I started playing Baldur's Gate and Pillars of Eternity and really getting into CRPGs. Uh, but all of this stemmed from Amani's uh, recommendation way back when of Disco Elysium. I've since played it, beaten it, and uh, I went through my own like spiritual journey with that game. Man, I'm not gonna lie. That game broke me apart. Like, I mentally kind of felt like I was this character, you know what I mean? I think everybody can feel that. You're this, like, he's broken down on his luck. He, everything he does screws up, essentially. But the, you know, the moral of the game is keep going. Just keep going. And, you know, you never know what will happen. And that, you know, the, the song that plays in the main uh, city? Uh, yes. I can't even remember. You know, the one where, like, it starts out with, like, that victory almost sounding like radio thing, and then you get towards the end, and then it's like... It's very somber. Like, it just comes in with the strings. Oh, my God, dude. I had it on repeat for, like, three days. I, like, broke down crying to that song several times. I, I, don't, I don't mind sharing this stuff. I had my own, like, awakening, right? Oh, but, I'm just going to point this out, Paul. I think you're up? good on spoiling little bits of uh, Tokyo Ghoul Re. Yeah, this yeah. thing came out. I had to make sure at the very least at this point seven years ago. If you are still <laughs> worried about spoilers yeah. for something that came out seven years ago, I I'm That's sorry. <laughs> I mean, like I said, some people get butt hurt for for ages and decades old spoilers. This is why I'm saying mm. this. Well, I'm not gonna spoil Tokyo. <laughs> I'm still not done with it, but it, it's very good. I mean, it granted it has its issues and I could see them, but if you just let it take you for a ride, it's it's fine. It's, you can look past them. But a game but, uh, that we definitely can't spoil is Disco Elysium. <laughs> no. I need, to buy, yeah, no. I need to buy that still. Yeah, that, Pele, that game, if you want to overcome depression, play that game. Like, that's, that's a set. <laughs> that game is essentially what I, like, try to explain Dark Souls does in three games, right? Like, it essentially does that. It very much takes you through, like, the, how do I, like, like I said, Dark Souls 1, you know, how did I get here? This is dark. 
Then you get to Dark Souls 2 where it's like, all right, I've accepted this. Now I'm just aimless. I'm pathless. Dark Souls 3. All right, I can rebuild and come back from this. Like, Disco Elysium does that. And it is so fucking good, man. It is so good. It is, I mean, I can't spoil it. It is a damn near perfect. Actually, at this point, it is a perfect game. It was a damn near perfect game before the um, most recent decent uh, edition. Right Um, now, with the voice acting, yeah, 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 perfect. Kuno is a little bastard. I love. (laughs) Oh, Amani, did you get to day four? Fucking Kuno, (laughs) I had not. Okay, believe it or not, I can't talk. I've been I've been playing it, but I haven't played a ton of time. Listen. I've been not really stuck, but I've been spending most of my time on day one. I actually haven't finished the first day. Okay. But just, just doing a lot of exploring and talking to people. In just <laughs> go play through it, please. I know. It's, it's I, very I, I know. <laughs> like, I legit, like, the last, I think, four hours, I, like, kind of, I skipped some of the dialogue because I was so, like, hyper-tuned. I was reading it faster than it was talking it. Yeah. And I got through just, like, one of the most... I can't even spoil it. It was one of the most beautiful moments I've seen in a game and in any storytelling. And, like, oh God, I can't talk about it. It's a spoiler. But I will ask you this, mm. then. This helps This helps out. What cop... What capo type did you choose? What capo types did you decide to go down? So I went with, like, the dumb but very strong cop. Mm-hmm. And I just rolled with that. And, I, like... I don't know, man. I just I saw a lot of myself in that character at times, and it, I think anybody can really like any of the archetypes because it's just that kind of game, that that kind of writing. And but oh my god, especially like the uh, uh, that's a spoiler. Okay, never mind. You're did not you there be- yet. <laughs> did Ooh. you become Hobo Cop? Ooh, no, 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 no. I didn't become. Hobo Cop. <laughs> he, did, sure. he did not become Hobo Cop. He did not become Hobo Cop. I did not. But yeah, man. I just ah. Uh, I can't. I guess because we can't go into spoilers, I can't sit here and talk about this. But I, I might actually. This, though. Did uh, you ever up? choose any of the fascist options just to see what would happen? Uh I saved game and tried one regarding race theory. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's a little heavy, sure. And then it, you know, I ended up uh, knocking the dude out anyways with a spinning kick. So I was like, well, I guess I didn't need to be a racist. So to do that. So, so okay. So here's the thing. Uh, right now, that is actually where I am currently. Am mm. I am currently internalizing uh, race theory. Don't specifically do it. not to not to be racist, but I want to talk to talk to him through it. But I can't do what you do because you oh, um, okay. chose a physical cop. I am a sensitive one. So ah, gotcha. when talking to Kim, I initially was like, "Hey, yo, just let it play out." He's like, "Trust me, I'm gonna get us through this." I'm just, I'm going to think our way through this one because <laughs> I can't punch him. <laughs> it's just not going to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Did you, uh, did you already go and shoot down the dead body? I can't. I can't. I'm having the hardest time, actually. I oh, failed that that's thing right. like Mine's five times. Physical based. Yeah. No, see, no, I'm like, I, my uh, endurance I, is trash. I failed that thing so many times, but I even yeah. got my collective shit together. And Kim was like, Yo, yeah, you actually look like you had it, and I walked up to it and threw up, and he was like, "I don't, I don't even know at this point, man." <laughs> Dude, I, I had it, and my guy was focused, and I closed one eye to focus, and then the one girl's like, "You're gonna miss it, copper." So I pointed the gun at her, and I fired, and I won't disclose the the successful role that I had, but I had to load my game, just a personal thing. But, <laughs> no. Okay, so that means that you found your gun, but <laughs> oh no, I didn't find my gun. I used Kim's. 
I shot at that little bitch. She shouldn't have been talking. <laughs> and I've successfully rolled. I was appalled, but I will not spoil that moment for the players. They should play it themselves. And don't go hyping yourself up being like, you can shoot a kid in this game. <laughs> I'm just, like, all I'm saying like, is you have the option, and if you roll successfully, you you, you never know. But no, nah, like I'm trying to keep know. it vague and not spoil because like even even I don't want to give anybody actual answers. You know what I mean? I don't want I them to that. be like, oh yeah, you shoot a fucking kid. Fallout Two, you can. It's it's also I'll, I'll say not that. definitive because I think we I'll talked about it, it before. In the first ten minutes, you can get very, very varying different scenarios. Yeah, yeah, like. How uh, I talked about how Devon ran into the uh, didn't run into the grandma, but me and you, I believe, actually totally <laughs> fell. Yeah, into we the ran backwards and flipped them off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's just a thing that could happen. It's just like okay, well, uh, I guess yeah, we did man. that. <laughs> and see that that's what led me into playing a lot of these CRPGs. Though is just like you know, I want to play these games that really absorb my attention. Now, granted, Baldur's Gate and Pillars of Eternity haven't fully clicked yet, but uh, they're kind of getting there. Pillars of Eternity is more of a building game. Um, there are decisions to be made and definitely mm. other ways to go around things. But like those, that game in particular is more about how yeah. crazy can you get with your character? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which, yeah. And I gotta... You can get kind of crazy considering them. You can actually go look up because this is what I did when I was Builds. playing it. Um, yeah. There are yeah. some really fun ones that people have made that I'm like, oh, that's kind of dope to mess around mm. with. Because doing your own isn't bad, but some the kind of game it is because of how varied it is you can also mm-hmm. fuck yourself up yeah like that's that's the problem with too much freedom is that you can mess yourself up but it's fine either way <laughs> yeah but uh but, i'll i'll wrap up my my portion here uh just i gotta i gotta, I gotta tell it man i gotta tell the story okay so this is for anybody listening this is going to be spoilers please skip ahead about t- it should take me three to four minutes skip ahead if you still hear me talking uh, skip ahead a little bit further. Oh, say what it's going to be spoilers for. Just to it is sure. going to be spoilers for essentially the end of Dead House Gates to uh, the, the second book in Malazan. Just because I want to talk about it. Anybody that doesn't care, you're in for a fucking treat. Anybody that does care, please skip. I don't want to ruin this for you. Please, for the love of God, you need to skip ahead starting now. All right. Okay. So, Dead House Gates. You're following Coltane, who is this army leader, who is the the hand of, uh, like, the army or whatever in the Malazan Empire. And he has what's called the Chain of Dogs. It's these, like, it's like 10,000 refugees and a few thousand soldiers. And they're marching across the deserts to get to Eren to find sanctuary, essentially, right? While being attacked by, like, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of soldiers from the Whirlwind, which is, like, this religious uprising, all right? It's, it's wild. And you follow them essentially the whole way. And the whole time, it's gut-wrenching. They do some crazy shit fighting. The end is the push. He sends forth like like six guards to the little wizard uh, kids or whatever in the, the Duduiker. They run with the refugees. They get to Eren. And they're like, where's the army? The army should be here. And then they turn around. They see the last of like the thousand or so troops running away from the enemy army progressively stopping turning around holding the line that wave gets annihilated and keeps pushing as they're trying to push coltane to safety the the evil dude that's like like actually working with the whirlwind 
that convinces them to hold their armies back essentially creates a scenario where they watch everyone that they were trying to save die of that army. Everyone gets fucking killed. Coltane gets put up on a crucifix and they start throwing uh, chunks of gore of his own people at him, right? It's gruesome. And you're like, holy fuck! Like, because this guy is essentially, it's explained that he's an ascendant. And I'll let you draw your own conclusions. I won't explain that magic. But that's the scene. So a dude shoots an arrow and kills him. Now, Somar, uh, Somar Enoth, uh, one of the, he's like a kid who is like the wise man's like, like magic and shit, right? Is like uh, Somo Enoth, that's his name. He is a kid who was born uh, and in the Wiccan culture, if there's crows present, that's the soul of a great person or whatever. There's 11 crows present on this kid's birthday. Damn. Right? <laughs> Listen to this. It, when Coltane finally dies, or when he's dying, there's thousands of crows in the sky. And when they finally shoot the arrow to kill him because there's, like, mages shooting the uh, crows away. And, like, the kids, like, the wizard kids are literally clawing at their faces because they're like, set him free! Set him free! And so they <laughs> kill him. Thousands of crows swarm down, swallow him up. You don't see him. The end of the book comes in, right? This is spoil. I don't care if you guys are like, oh, man, fuck you, Paul. I don't care. The end of the book, right? We gave you warning. <laughs> exactly. The end of the book, you go to the Wiccan tribe, right? The, rem the remnants. And there's a woman there. And she's been told her baby isn't going to do shit. You better abort the son of a bitch, all right? And then the, the wise mother runs out and goes, wait, wait. And they look in the sky and they think they see flies. And then you realize it's thousands of crows coming in and the baby stirs. That's the last line. I literally closed the book, looked up, and I went, Coltane. And I got, I, I was covered in goosebumps, man. Steven Erickson, man. I don't know where it's going to go. Tell me you didn't get goosebumps hearing that, man. That's, That's pretty good. Fuck. That's great. You know? <laughs> That is superb writing because that is not only such foreshadowing that literally like instead of just like, oh, the main character, the one of the characters you love didn't die. <laughs> yeah, what a twist. It literally gives it rebirth and purpose, you know, so it's going to be someone different, yeah. but it has the soul of that dude. And if he's ascendant, what is this kid going to be? <laughs> That's Malazan, baby. All right. Spoilers done. Move the fuck on. Imani, how was your week? <laughs> That sounded crazy. I'm not even a front. That was kind of... That Ill. does sound funny. That's not um, even all of it, man. My God. <laughs> That's every time you come back with Malazan. Exactly, right? Kind of wild. Every fucking time. <laughs> beginning of the book, end of the book. The end gets bigger than the beginning, but still. I mean, it's... God. I need a cigarette. <laughs> well, I'll let you know this because you actually haven't uh, been on mm. the podcast in a minute. Um, I'm not going to go through it for the people, but... Uh, I finished Well of, well of Ascension, which well, is the next book. Yeah. Really good. Really good? Really, gotcha. really good. Um, it has the problem of being... It has the one problem of being a uh, middle book. Or oh, middle I gotcha. Book, so it kind of pads out. So it's not even that it pads out. It just... It hits a point where you're like, okay, so I understand that nothing is going to get answered here. With the exception of like a few things, nothing completely is getting resolved so like there are some okay, plot yeah. stuff that gets picked up during oh, i'm the fine story with that, that man just, i'm reading Malazan. yeah it just has has an ending that's just kind of like all it, right it's all right man i got you know what i'm saying I no got, it's fine it's i got like though. eight more books before i figure out but some of my first questions i'm looking to the but... book that you uh you uh recommended the um i don't want to say it What's on you just yet but i'm going to be checking out that book that you um Recommended for me the futuristic one that you mentioned. Oh, uh, a while back. Uh, uh, I got it right here. Where, where's the? It's yeah. uh, the African one, right? Mm -hmm. 
I didn't uh, want to mention it just yet until I, I like I started reading it or anything. Well, we can yeah, say the name, right? Nah, because this is not in my weeks. I'm all right, it all, right all right, all right, <laughs> all right. I'll keep it down. I've said too much. <laughs> but but um, get to, yeah, what you got? Well, <clears throat> for me personally, um, I've been checking out some music. I've also been checking out a couple webtoons. I only have two this week. I tried to get a couple more in, but I wanted to make sure that like I've read enough <clears throat> to that I did read so that I can actually give like a proper opinion on them. Um, but the ones that I did want to mention is the fact that uh, so Logic's back. I'm, I'm excited because he definitely yeah. retired. <laughs> I knew <laughs> that wasn't going to be comeback. forever, man. I yes and no. I actually figured he was going to hang it up, but I think a lot of with caused him to come back in the first place is more mm. so of some of his more personal life stuff that's happening like it's divorce and things of that nature he's getting a divorce like, i didn't know that yeah that happened at the end of uh like when his last one dropped um that was happening almost right after that and wait so the like, wife he had a kid with the same one that he's getting divorced with <laughs> that sucks man yeah yeah so it's the love of my life why is she leaving yeah. him what's the problem i i wish i knew i wish i knew but he had whatever a kid it was yeah Whatever it was, it got God. him to be like, you know what? I'm coming back. So first, people lack single. fucking morals, man. At least try. <laughs> but hey, I, I don't know how it is for celebrities. You're but... just not there for me. I gave you my seed. We have a child. <laughs> we should at least try another two years, don't you think? <laughs> God, hey, you know, I hope, I hope somebody comes for me for that. Well, you just don't understand. She's just expressing herself. <laughs> What's she expressing? I'm not going into that. Continue on. I'm sorry. Nah, I'm bringing the energy this episode. It's also really hot in here, and I need more water. So keep talking. It's hot as fuck. This new um, this new album is dope. He put out a single, basically mm. letting everybody know he was coming back, and then later on, right. he dropped uh, the Young Sinatra Collection Volume One, which it's pretty good. I like. I gotta say, for me personally, who was a Logic fan, nothing but bangers. And, like, one song that I'm pretty sure we already heard before, but, like, that's, like, it. Because he put Ballin' back in. But everything else, pretty good. Um, It's consistently talking about his past. He is talking about his past again. But it's more so about... I mean, some of his songs are definitely have always had that. We've been... I'm growing for that. But it's more so this one is, um, like, lost stories and comparisons. Like, it's kind of having a back and forth between, like, this is my life now, this is my life then vice versa kind of thing and just really trying to be uh inspirational it also has a lot of uh, bits about him being single again obviously and having fun with that because let's be real he's rich and famous now so he can do that <laughs> but it's a uh, very reminiscent of some of his old stuff but i gotta say a lot of the beats that are in here are really clean uh paul i would give it a listen to i know logic's not your exactly your type but you know, I think you can find some appreciation in some of the songs, some of the stuff he's saying in some of it. So, give that a shot. Um, next up for me, though, one of the webtoons I was reading is Homesick. And this one's kind of an interesting one. Because this one, uh, let me go see who it's by. I recognize the artist. I actually had read um, another thing she had done before. Uh, and it is called... I can find webtoons real quick. It's in my reading materials. There it is. All right. So Homesick is done by Miss Freaky. 
who also has done another ongoing series she has coming on called Love Struck. Um, for those of you, into a sauna. <laughs> for those of you who have read Love Struck, um, <clears throat> Love Struck is definitely a more funnier kind of a uh, little roundabout world where you know demons are trying to integrate with society because they're just not allowed in hell anymore. They're allowed to kind of oh. bounce back and forth. So they're trying to get along with humans that exist and so there are demon schools there are human schools but even now they're trying to integrate those and so Mm -hmm. it's about like the first human that's allowed into this demon school and how that's playing out and it's fun it's cute i Uh, came back to cuteness i like that see technically but no (laughs) the other series that she's working on that i'm currently reading is homesick which is the opposite but has the same color palette very bright pastel colors uh and everything but this one is definitely it's described as a thriller if i'm not mistaken it's in that thriller categories yep and evolves our main heroine waking up with a knife in her hand on a rooftop and she's woken by a a guy that essentially that just samuel is his name uh ryan is our main character's name um but wakes her up and is like hey you good you you were just passed out here are you are you okay she wakes up essentially and is like uh i'm fine i mean i don't remember who i am um which seems like a problem to start off with Mm. he's like all right cool that's uh that's all right well as uh, were you were you about to jump or something was was the deal like you're about to commit suicide was that the deal and um she doesn't know and he looks out and he was like, well, if you really don't remember anything, I mean, I guess I'll catch you up. Uh, so it's been three months. I don't know if you've been sleeping here for three months, but uh, the apocalypse happened. And the stuff that we're dealing with, kind of freaky. Genuinely some really, really good monster designs in this. Because the deal is, is that they're being attacked by these things that, uh, the best way to describe them is... You can't look them in the eyes. If you look them in the eyes, they attack you relentlessly. And that is the whole deal. You can avoid them. They're e- Technically, they're super easy to avoid. Mm. But <clears throat> eye contact is the problem. You make eye contact, they will hunt you down relentlessly, and they are hard to kill. And these are just the things that exist. And apparently, they're not the only thing that go bump in the night in this apocalyptic, like, post- area essentially like it's it's a real bad situation to be completely honest with you it's a new one though you got five chapters out and another three that are in the fast pass so you guys i mean i was gonna i was gonna mention like when has a post-apocalyptic scenario ever been friendly see i get that but you can definitely do it there's been some the neon apocalypse is always kind of fun. It's not great because it's apocalypse, but it's, it's a little bit bright. I'm, 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 just, I'm just saying, like, the term <laughs> apocalypse doesn't necessarily fit with the word nice, you know? Listen, man, as long as there's pink, there's hope. <laughs> exactly. Yes. This thing has a lot of pink. Neon apocalypse. <laughs> but um, as far as this is considered, I think it's actually pretty cool. Um, Like I said, it manages to have, like, this very <clears throat> bright almost bubbly art style while still being tech very horrific in nature um there's just a lot of things about it that definitely invoke fear and to really point i've really got to point this out this story has had me audibly say bruh at least twice 
<laughs> and some people might be like, oh, it's a bro like, moment. Is that a good thing? It's like, no. Bro in horror for me is not so much of characters mm. doing stupid things. <clears throat> it's not like a, oh, you didn't do the right. Like, why are you going into this mansion, you idiot? No, it's more like the situation is so bad that I just have to say, bro, because it's, it's that bad. <laughs> um. I I love to do that. I don't know what it is, but just it's it's something that just happens to me whenever I am like reading or watching something that's really intense or mostly it's dramatic irony situations to be completely honest. When the audience knows something real bad that the character doesn't. Like for instance, if we were watching a horror movie, if we know that the killer's in the room and we can see him in all the shots, but the character never looks that way, mm. that would make me go, "Bruh." Especially if it was just a chill scene for the most part. Everybody was vibrant. And then you just see like homie in like the closet. And you're like, oh, <laughs> oh, my chest. I wasn't ready. <laughs> but um, it's stuff like that that really drives this one. And I think it is written really well so far. Uh, definitely a lot of mysterious aspects about it. Obviously, we don't know enough about these things that are attacking. And knowing that there's other things bumping around, which... We definitely get to at least understanding what they might be by like a, like a couple of those chapters but i look forward to seeing one what those things are because if the least threatening thing technically are these weird monsters that murder you relentlessly if you look at them <laughs> funny <laughs> that's the least threatening thing i, I don't even want to know what else <laughs> yeah what else is really coming out there yeah but that's homesick. By all means, go check it out. Like mm. I said, it's just starting. Um, I've been dropping a lot of really new ones on you guys. So go check them out. Go look at them. You can catch up real easily and get started from the ground level and go. Um, the other one I've been checking out was Gather Ye Power, which I got to do a quick shout that's out to cool. the homie Zach. That one was actually, he. this was one he recommended that I actually check out. And it took me a while to check it out. But now that I have... Um, this thing is funny. <laughs> Gather you power is hilarious. Um, the best way I can describe it, it's it is technically a magical manga. It's it's drawn like a manga in a lot of cases. Actually, it's a magical manga about, or I should say, fantasy specifically to kind of kind of pull it a little bit together. Mm-hmm. But the main character and everyone in the world, low-key, is Deadpool, except not as fourth wall breaky. They do it, mm. but not as fourth wall breaky. It's like gotcha. they, they, they just kind of taper back on the how hard they're going to push against that wall. But they definitely go like, eh. there's a scene in it where um, someone's giving a very heartfelt speech. And our main character is like, no more dialogue. I want none of it. I'm doing the thing now. Like, I'm tired of, we've been talking too long. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's really cool. Um, this one is about um, our main character, Cube, which starting with that, uh, well, technically I'll give you just a rundown of the first chapter. The first chapter is um, mm. talking about essentially this magical item that existed that uh, has coveted by many people known as the egg of i believe agamemnon and (laughs) how it's possible that by having this thing you can reverse time and you can actually say like 
do the one thing that humanity has never been able to do because you have nothing but time is the idea and it's doing all this proper build-up and you're learning about all the lore of this age and like why people have chased it chased after it and covered it and then q Mm. picks it up and he smashes it on the ground and he's like give me all that power so (laughs) he uh he he basically absorbs the power of this egg only to find out he didn't get a single bit of it. It was actually his pet rat that got the whole thing. So his pet rat's immortal now. <laughs> and um, that's, this is where, this is our main character. He's kind of a fuck up. <laughs> he's pretty good at what he does, but he's mm. a goofball. And the story, this should pretty much give you an idea of what kind of story we're getting into. Yeah. His main quest is that he wants to gather power, which is fine because there's a world of magical items and things of that nature in which mm-hmm. you can, and people that are born with special abilities and control over a specific thing, which is really cool. Everyone is born, well, not everyone, but these things called known as uh, magis are born with a specific power or control over a single thing. Uh, Cube himself is a magi of something, but I won't spoil what that is. Um, but the deal being is that he just wants more power and you can gain more power by getting these items of power, essentially. And the best way to describe it is we start, like, like I said, we start off with our main character smashing what is understood to be this ancient relic that has been passed down and people have fought wars and killed over and all this other stuff just to keep it safe or just to keep it out of people's hands and he threw it on the ground and broke it and he didn't even get the power the rat got the power his pet rat now is immortal (laughs) you know uh, (laughs) ratatouille i was gonna say split i was gonna say splinter but obviously this is just this is like the first couple pages of the first chapter this is where we start our story. How Stuart Little became immortal. It gets goofy. It just gets goofier from there. And Cube himself is a goofy, lovable character. He's kind of an idiot, but like, mm. I mean, he's. It's like it's Natsu. one of those. See, it's not. It's not the same because the best way to describe it is like, yes, I get you, but like, yeah, it'd be one thing because I do find dumb characters in some instances to be annoying in some instances, mm. like. I understand why, like, you have your main protagonist be dumb because, or ignorant, so to speak. It's because they, they can ask the questions that need to be answered that, so that you can relay information back right. to the reader. So if your main character already knows everything about the world, that someone else has to be there to not understand so that we can relay. There's a reason to relay the information. Mm-hmm. Then it makes for, like, a good element of, like, either yeah. them learning a lesson or something or overcoming odds. It's always the idiot, so it's, it's more but, uh, relatable. It's it's funny because Cube is an idiot, but he's in a world full of idiots. <laughs> no one's oh. smart. <laughs> like one of the main. So he's I'm in Tampa. <laughs> one of the main, uh, his main. I don't know if we can consider him an antagonist or ally just yet. To be completely honest with you, um, technically hates him <clears throat> and wanted that power. And when he is introduced, he comes crashing through the ceiling drops a rock on cube which or like a boulder on cube and doesn't know and then is talking about how some idiot smashed the egg that i was looking for i'm gonna <laughs> punch him i'm gonna punch his teeth out i'm gonna punch his teeth one by one and he starts punching like literal 
<laughs> columns that are holding this ruin up, this dungeon. And then he's like, wait, <clears throat> I can't punch him out. And Cube over, is over here is hiding, being like, you know, maybe if I maybe if I chill out, it looks like he's starting to calm down. Maybe I can reveal myself. Hmm. And then homie sits down and he's like, no, I'm now in deep concentration, deep contemplation on how I'm going to destroy this man's teeth to make sure that he gives me this power. I have to think about how I torture him. So he went from berserking to steaming his rage, and now it's concentrated, concentrated beam of anger. <laughs> and it's just one of these things where it's just like, okay, this thing is dumb. This thing is funny, and I feel like if anybody's looking for a laugh, gather ye power is going to be a fun one. <laughs> it's just, it's fun. It's honestly... It doesn't have much. It has uh, 15 chapters, and it's still going. It's uh, much further along than Homesick, but I mean that's a, that's like an easy read for some people. It's, it's 15. You can get through that no problem. Like it's you can catch up and be right there with everybody else as you experience it. Definitely, if you like One Punch Man, I feel like you would like this as well. Oh yeah, it just silly, it's just got that same kind of vibe. just silly concepts of uh, existing stuff. 15. The, does he have a dumb face like uh like one punch one more time paul or saitama cut out for a second does he oh i gotcha uh does he have like a dumb face kind of like saitama yes yeah. uh, you send this one to me i got you i will uh i'll send it right away i don't know what it is i like dumb face characters that's uh real quick did you read chojin x at all did you read chapter two i have it on my um list I oh man it. I can't. It's, it's I literally can't sitting on my yeah. It's literally sitting just, on my list. I yeah. wanted to check it out because of yeah. what you said last time, and just, I just have it. <laughs> without spoiling it, dumb face character. You'll see. It, it was the best <laughs> like panel flip. You know, like click to the next page I've ever encountered. That shit had me dying. You just go over there and you're like, geez, yeah. this is uh, this is what I'm doing. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, I'll put it in. I'll put it in the Discord for both of you guys real quick. Thank you. I, I will start reading that tonight. That's how I break up reading uh, the heavyweight of Malazan. It's been manga and, and now webcomics. So thank you. <laughs> there we go. Send Gally, both of them, yeah. Oh, yeah, I might as well. I'll find out. Uh, just I'll just a boy and his rat out here collecting powers. Exactly. Love that description. <laughs> That's a description. That's barely right. <laughs> oh, we just Old lost Paul, folks. Give it a second. <laughs> Look at him smiling. Um, he I'll, looks uh, dumb as hell. We'll continue a little bit. That's all. Okay. Don't worry. Um, hey, Paul. I know y'all. You just put it in the wrong perfect. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I backed out. <laughs> but it's all right. It works out. We're recording ourselves separate. Yep. So here's the deal. He has um, the dumbest face. That's all I was saying. First up, we got a, a topic <laughs> that I kind of wanted to, to discuss with you guys a little bit. Mm-hmm. This one will be kind of quick. This first one will be kind of quick, at the very, very least. So, has anyone seen these new Spider-Man No Way Home leaks? Yes. By any chance? The toys. Yes, the toys. I have seen those. Okay. Some, um, are, some are obvious ones, like, we already know Doctor Strange is going to be a movie. That's fine. J. Yeah. Jonas Jameson. That's fine. The new suit is a spoiler. Wait, the new suits are spoilers. Who's, right. Does J. Jonah Jameson look like... Uh, What's his name? Uh, it's JK. It it's, it's, it's still JK Simmons, yeah. It's just yeah, they just got him again. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, the guy wa- yeah. <laughs> the guy wanted to be JK Sim- uh JJ Jones Jameson again after the first three Raimi uh, Ra- 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 movies because like he loved the role so much. It's fun. And everybody was gotcha. like, "Yo, that's a definitive." <laughs> of, like, of, of all the that's perfect cool. casting in Hollywood of the super movies, 
J uh, J K Simmons is J J J Jameson is one of the perfect yeah. ones. Absolutely perfect. He nailed it. Yeah. I can't picture anything else. Nope. <laughs> but um, these leaks uh show off some of Peter's new costumes. <clears throat> one of them being, and I guess we'll say uh slight spoiler warning on this one. Uh, if you don't want to know, kind of skip ahead. We'll talk about it for a little bit, only because I know uh. Paul cannot stick on a Spider-Man conversation for too, too long. <laughs> Wait, do what? You can't stick on a Spider-Man conversation for too, too long. You I can. I just don't get it because I haven't read as much as you. I know. It's fine. It's that simple. I mean, I don't expect everybody to be there with me because I'm an anomaly. No, you and Andre are both anomalies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the best uh, way to one of these days, and I would love to be. You are the uh, biggest Spider-Man nerd and Spider-Man. fans I've ever met. It's not. It's both funny and not even a funny. Spider-Man podcast episode of Paper Play Action, and I want to be there just to like supply questions. You know what I mean? Oh no! <laughs> I just, oh no! No no! Just, just them two alone can just do an entire podcast for months on end, just for on Spider-Man topics. I guess, but I am going to say. Um, if we were to do something like that, I would want somebody to ask the questions. To just, yeah. just ask I'll be, someone. I, just I'll like, be the moderator know. and I'll ask the questions, and then you guys give the answers because, you know, why not? Yeah. There you go, they, guys. Uh, thanks, viewers, for tuning in. We're announcing our new uh, branch. <laughs> it's it's exclusively Spider Man. <laughs> expanded stuff. substantially. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be exclusively Spider Man. That's it, and nothing else. <laughs> no, I was just that one branch is exclusively Spider Man. But getting back on topic that is still spider-man um there you go paul there are some of the leaked suits for this which lets us know and hopefully starts to debunk for me personally some of the obvious rumors that have been appearing (laughs) um yeah okay logically the iron spider one i can understand it's the black one that people that really was quite a bit what's the problem there pele i'm sorry that was (laughs) Not where I'm at, Paul. Back you in a corner. For basic Spider-Man fans, and this is a over 50, almost 50-year 50 spoiler at this point. Peter eventually gets a black suit in the comics. I know. I'm just I'm just joking with you. I, I they have come out and said that. Uh, or one, I don't know if they've come out and said it, but there have been um, pointers pointed out that this is not that. This yeah, I don't think that. it's a symbiote. It looks like. Um, it looks tech. Yeah, it looks like it's it tech. looks. It almost looks like a Black Widow like Spider. Well, think if it. No, like if we're thinking of it like this way, like it's also possible that uh, since Peter's suit is really tech heavy, the symbiote, if it is a symbiote, <laughs> will copy a lot of the same features. True, but this actually looks a lot more like two other costumes that exist, which is the black version of the Iron Spider suit, which, uh, to be honest, the Prowler used, and. The other one being Miles's Uptown suit that he got in the most recent game. His only game. <laughs> the only game he has. Hey, hey it's early. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Wait, um, when did Miles Morales, like, when did that actually release? That was like 2011 he was introduced, right? The, co- oh, the yeah, comic, yeah. The comic? The ultimate, I think 10. 2010. 2010. Ultimate, 2000, ultimate, so it's only been 11 Mar- years. Marvel's Ultimate time, Universe you know? is way No, no, no. I mean, like, this is his, I mean, I'm not upset that it's the oh, only game. Okay. I'm happy about the fact that he has this game. <clears> but this is the only game he has therefore that is where the suit resides in <laughs> gotcha um looks very similar to that which makes me kind of go like i like it personally i'm looking at it and i like it but um it kind of makes me kind of kind of tilt my head a little bit 
because I'm like, wait a minute. Are we are we just giving this suit to Peter? Because this is, I mean, I know Peter has the black suit, but this is a suit that looks very different. It looks actually too different from both is the best way to describe it. It's too different from the classic black suit for Peter. And it's technically moving more into like, that is a whole nother character suit <laughs> territory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think, well, there's, there, well, for the MCU version of Spidey, they have, they have been like, mixing in what miles has into <laughs> into peter so that's why they're just blending it in because miles has yet to be fully introduced into the mcu we met his uncle but that's about it which is sad yeah we've met his uncle we know he exists just we didn't show him um the other thing that we can take away from this is that he has peter seems seems to might be having magical powers mm. in this one um i mean probably has something it's probably, technically the integrated or the mark ii suit and probably with dr strange Maybe. you know because he's gonna yeah be considering movie. yeah considering dr strange is in this one i can understand them being like okay for this adventure we're gonna give him a little something something and comic book fans might know and i'll explain <clears> this <throat> peter parker although being a science heavy character does have a mystical side to his character that is interesting and just not talked about a lot it does get talked about a decent bit if you take out certain events but like throughout the entire mm. comic book run it's actually quite small in comparison um but uh that is they, they for instance they did a recent whole arc about that which the movie technically the recent one of the recent movies is based off of that but instead of using the mm. mystical aspect of it it's all scientific pseudoscience yeah gotcha. the spider-verse <clears throat> movie technically is based off of one of those mystical aspects of spider-man but uh you know they just didn't bother with the this they just it's science that's what did it this time not the web <laughs> though I, I totally expect madam web to show up in the next one i'm not even gonna i mean they well, I, I feel like spoilers for the movie <laughs> i thought for a good while when they see uh aunt may just singing the spider chair like oh is she gonna be the madam web <laughs> that would actually be really cool but um i will move on to the next topic because this one is uh this one will definitely get some people talking a little bit more so we have the netflix description of for the netflix avatar series that the creators walked away from yep <laughs> okay um i'm gonna send these to you and i'm gonna i'm gonna let you guys i'm excited just just read <clears throat> these i'm there because, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just worried in general because I was having some hope because the creators are still involved. Now they're gone, I have less hope. Okay, so Pele, I'm just going to disappoint you right now. I'm pretty sure it's going to be awful. Actually, Abandon well, all hope you enter here. Basically. <laughs> so, here we go. We're going to hit the send button on this. You guys go ahead and click on that link and uh, just, just scroll through some of those descriptions for some of these characters and see if you don't pick up a pattern that doesn't seem right. It's the best gotcha. way to describe this. But uh, for the most part, everybody else Male, that's uh, from the viewers listening, just be prepared. If you want to go look at it, you can definitely find it just by putting in last airbender character descriptions into Google. Netflix last airbender character descriptions into Google. I read one sentence and already threw me for a loop. <laughs> I, yeah, I kind of see it. All he wants is to be a regular kid. <laughs> well, no, that's that, that's kind of, eh, right? Yeah, but no, that is kind of. Yeah, but remember, he's yeah, not okay, a schoolboy. Oof! Oh wait, let me read. 
Where did yeah, you go see? ahead. Go ahead, Paul. Read it. Read it out loud. Just go ahead. We'll see. A bit goofy, a bit nerdy, restless, and sc- oh no. Okay, I got it. <laughs> I see what they're, they're doing, like a modernized take. Yeah, go to Katara. Katara is a little worse okay. as well. Oh no, it's not even. In excellent shape, focus. Where's Zuko? I would, uh, Zuko please tell me. Driven to be an overachiever. I like how you went straight to Zuko. He was like, I need to know. Oh, God. Why are they modernizing this shit, man? Why? Why, 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 why? That's the other one. Uh, They're modernizing. When he... Wait. When he discovers he's developed mysterious powers and is competing with Aang for a key role in the Uh project, Zuko's father tells him to stop at nothing. This Uh is... This is not Avatar. No, it's not. (laughs) This is like a high school... Like... So, this is like a K drama in high school. He discovers he has mysterious powers, right? Is that not the, oh wow, look at that. It's like uh I'm looking at Katara's. Her mother was killed in a mysterious supernatural accident. Or oh, I didn't even wasn't that. if oh. I'm not mistaken, her mom killed by the fire nation? Yes. <laughs> and uh, let me scroll back up to de- develop new powers. Where's the where's the nations? There is no nations. It's all in a high school setting. For some stupid reason. Oh, well, it's crazy. It looks like <clears throat> Aang has parents. <laughs> the only parent, and this is really stretching it, was Gyatso. Wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Okay, hold up. Look at Sokka. What is, Carrie's gangly and strong older brother. Who is Carrie? Who they is mean, Ka- Hold up. Wait a minute. I really hope they meant Katara. I, I really, who yeah, is I hope, Carrie? <laughs> wait, so Carrie is Katara? Why no. is her name Katara? That's that clearly a fantasy name. So is Sokka. <laughs> So they're what's his so, name so gonna be? Gonna Sika? Them, like, they're gonna give they're gonna them give him nicknames, a nickname. Apparently, Katara's gonna be Carrie. Ock. Is he the Ock? <laughs> uh, is he gonna uh, start bringing in the? T- God, this is stupid. He's concerned <laughs> about her new powers, bro. Th- this is not Avatar. This wait is gonna minute. fail, wait and minute, Netflix minute, is gonna be minute, like, minute, "We'll never minute. buy the property again." And no, they did minute. this. Oh no! I'm no. That can't be right. Okay, so you mentioned who's Carrie. But and I figured it might have been a typo or something like that. But as I scroll down, it does say he and Katara have a natural rapport, which then makes me go, wait a minute. That means so, that you knew that Katara was over here. So, so he's not, they're not even related anymore. They're not even related. <laughs> oh my God. They're not even related anymore. So he's just a friend. They not, trust each other. Not, oh, not no. even brothers. Not even brother. The brother and sister aspect is completely fucking no. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm really scared now because here's the deal: they made Sokka and Katara unrelated, which then means that they can do something I don't want them to do. Because hey, what's one of the things that everybody breaks a joke about about Sokka throughout the whole series? Is it the fact that Sokka gets like the most girls throughout the series without actually trying? Yep, and now one of them's gonna that. be his dude, sister. Dude, they're not gonna do that. That's too masculine dude, for I f- I nowadays. Feel, like, look, you say this, you say this, you say this. They specifically took away the brother sister aspect from these characters for so no reason. So is he reason. gonna sleep with? Katara? But they're close. Wait. But they're close. I really hope not, <laughs> bro. No, I really. First oh, cuties, now this, bro. Netflix. <laughs> what is it with Netflix? I, like, okay, so I've noticed something weird that Netflix likes to do. They like to, like, try to hit every trend they can to make money, and it kind of screws up. Like, Stranger Things, like, uh, 2, for instance, they did a superhero episode with Eleven, and it, it didn't work. It sucked. And then you have Stranger Things 3, which was, like, more of the same, but, like, 
it's on stereotypes of like ah it's russia it was it was okay then you got like altered carbon season two i haven't even finished it because they're like ah man let's throw everything in there yeah pacing wise it's like like what what is it with yeah. netflix just like with their writing or their writers they're just like yeah I want you to write dog shit, and we're going to give you $10 million to make it into good shit. And if it makes no money, guess what? We cancel it. It's like, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. I don't know what... The, I don't. I, I really don't understand Netflix's business model, but if this is the direction they're going for, like, Jesus fucking Christ. This, I'm not sure it was going to be worse. This or the live-action movie? Bro, the live-action movie. At least the live-action movie at least tried to yeah. hit the same points. <laughs> at least <laughs> the characters were the same. <laughs> Dude, this, like, I get it. This is like a reimagining, but if you're going to reimagine it, maybe like, I don't know. I just, I don't think it's right. It's a fantasy world. It's supposed to be that. Like, like even if you reimagine it, maybe modernize it in that fantasy, but like, don't, you know, don't bring it to like, like Bellevue High in Sacramento, California, or something. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, like the Gotham High comic that came out a few years ago that had issues dude, with it. But... It's not even that because Gotham High this, the dude, concept isn't bad. What this is, is Dragon what Ball this is, Evolution. This is, that's what I was about to say. It seems like Netflix looked at Dragon Ball Evolution and said, "We could do it better." <laughs> oh no, no, this, this so fucked up. Let's try it again with a different trot set and try and see if it makes better. better. <laughs> Wait, so Ang is twelve. All right. Katara's is 12. That's the ages are fine. They're going to end up together at the end of the series, like the show, right? So she, that's Maybe. 14 year old's going to be dating a 12 year old. First off, good on him. Second off, you. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's not, to be fair, if they decide to age them up throughout the series, it won't be that bad because a two year gap is not as bad as it seems. It's just something about yeah. 12 to 14 <clears throat> that makes you go like, eh. <laughs> yeah. no. One's a preteen, one's a teenager. Yeah, like it's a really weird gap there. So, um, <laughs> they can you make for them a year and a half. Oh yeah, absolutely. I need to do this. <laughs> we had to talk about this for sure. It just doesn't like. <laughs> Yo, is Pulse. it raining outside? What is happening? Pulse stunned. He's like, Bruh. no, <laughs> no, Amani. This is so much worse. Like, what the fuck? Seriously. Ah, man, okay. Oh, also, can, I want to point this out. Just the what? other thing is that it's very clear that no one knows what bending is in this world. Oh, Black Panther uh, 2 has begun production. Yeah. Yes, I did see this. I was very happy about this. Oh, I'm happy, but I'm worried because I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. The, I, I have no idea what the direction they're going to go for with Black Panther. I'm not, like, I guess the best way to describe it is, like, I'm worried because they haven't recasted. Mm-mm. Nothing's right. come out about recasting or anything like that. No. So then my They've question is. They've already becomes, decided they don't want to. Yeah. How are you going to do this? I, I actually saw a theory I liked. It him. was uh, it was the multiverse thing from Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So if you have that, you could have either the Killmonger version. Yeah. Uh, we could have uh, Shuri, right, being yeah. the Black Panther. Or uh, who else is taking the mantle? Uh, um, I think it's just those two primarily. I can't remember anyone else with that. I mean, technically, you can always have a son like Azuri, but like that's his child. So yeah, it comes back from one of the dimensions or something. That could but, be a uh, recasting right there, essentially. But I guess a part of me is also kind of like, I wouldn't mind because doing any of those characters would be really cool. But mm. I actually wouldn't mind if they decided to just go along the lines of the Black Panther as many people. Yeah. As opposed to just one, and just being like, it's about protecting Wakanda. It's about yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah the society mm-hmm. so 
like taking the concept of the Dora Milaje and kind of expanding it slightly by being like the circle of Black Panthers or mm-hmm. something. But that would be cool. I guess that's a way that you can make it work. But I still stand by uh, what I said a few episodes back with the guy that was in Moonlight. Oh no, I totally agree. I I I'm I mean I, I really think he's a he's cast. a pretty good actor and he would really look the character. Oh. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> he's like a he is as big as Black Panther should be. I think. So which uh, one, Ray Fisher? Are you talking about Ray Fisher? No, no, not Ray yeah. Fisher. Um, mm-hmm. Ray Fisher was my first choice, but then uh, Andre was like, well basically voiced the opinion that he was too light and i was like who oh no the guy from moonlight uh uh what's his name um, oh yeah yeah i can't i can never remember his fucking name it um uh moonlight hold on uh oh do you hear the clicking guys i got a new keyboard <clears throat> because i was tired of the loud clear that's it i like no it though. yeah Travante <laughs> Rhodes. like this guy yeah like, i think he could really pull it off but um, we'll uh we'll move forward. Like, yeah. not gonna lie, I'm with you with the idea of uh, recasting. Mm. But there's a couple different ways they can try to do it, and hopefully it comes together. Hopefully, I mean, obviously, whatever they do is gonna be better than that Netflix Avatar thing. So it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. Whatever <laughs> they decide to do. Why? 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 Let's let's get into the news because this is something that yeah, that was an odd choice. So Smash Brothers decided to hurt me again. Got new <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was laughing when I first saw it, like, ha, Amani's gonna be hurting so much about it. This is the third time. Bro. I know, I know, but it's hilarious. <laughs> Wait, what's the issue with that? Okay, no, he... Okay, so... Oh, go ahead, Amani. They've introduced the me costumes, and the me costumes that they're doing this time are uh, the Dovahkiin from Skyrim, mm-hmm. Shantae, oh, yeah. which is... Oh, that would have been a nice one to be in there. At least as an assist trophy. Lloyd from and the last one is Dante. From Devil May Cry. From Dante. Not Devil May Cry because they can't say Devil May Cry yeah. on streams. Okay. <laughs> wow. And he's a me costume. And um Apparently Sakurai just doesn't He don't like me. He don't like people like me. <laughs> Dante, bro, that looks so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> just doesn't like people like me. First, we were like, hey, yo, can we get Monster Hunter? And he was like, nah, we gave you a me costume. And I think like, the Shantae looks pretty good, actually. The Shantae does look good, but I'm sad because I did want her to be in the game instead. Um, mm. is it- so when they put on the costume, do they actually get to fight like that? No, or is it just it, the it's just the me moves. The me moveset. Yeah. But oh, the me moveset is customizable. Mm-hmm. So the deal is they but, make them do a bunch of stuff yeah. that seem like the things that they do. Yeah. But it's not the things that they like, do. Like, there won't be any signature uh, moves specifically for the costumes involved. There won't be the Dovahkiin, uh, Fusro Da. There won't be the uh, uh, bunch of uh, moves from Dante or Shantae or even Lloyd, for that matter. Like, for example, Lloyd has uh, two swords. They in, did also add Lloyd. Yeah, Lloyd has two swords in his game. You will not be using two swords as your me. Yeah. yeah. That's that's kind of a missed opportunity. But um, they did this with Dante. They did this with Travis. Which Travis, I just didn't understand. I was like, yo, he's a Nintendo character. You can put him in here. He straight up is. <laughs> All of his games are <laughs> on Nintendo systems. Then they was like, nah, me costume. I'm like, ah. And finally, as we said, the nail in the coffin being Dante and Shantae. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Amani, so. Amani was hurt real bad with that announcement. Sakurai just don't like me. <laughs> Maybe we can get Nero, though, but I doubt we'll it. We'll see, we'll see. But I mean, no one we'll expected Kazuya. Yeah, no one expected Kazuya. So it could still be a surprise. You're not wrong. No one expected Kazuya. 
<laughs> they really threw Kazuya in there. I was like, all right, that's fine. I'm fine with it. I'll take it. Technically, the least interesting Mishima, but we'll take it. I mean, we got a me <laughs> costume for Mishima, so. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. We didn't have a... Uh, I mean, out of all of them, they could have chose. They could have chose Jin or Heihachi. Mm-hmm. They could have chose Jinpachi, even though we didn't need to choose Jinpachi. I, I mean, if they... could have chose Jinpachi. I mean, if they wanted to go like, full out, they could have done Yoshimitsu. This way, you can be in three different fighting games this time around. They could have put Yoshimitsu in there. But to be completely honest, it's not like... Uh, Kazuya is... He's the main character of Tekken, to be honest. Yeah. Even though that changes as the series goes on. He was the main character the for... Original. Yeah, he was the original main character for the first two Tekken games, and it stopped after three. Yeah. And he's been in... I'm pretty sure he's been in all of them. Yep. Even Hayachi has missed one. Yep. And obviously Jin has, because he wasn't born yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know. But, um... Next up, we got Foundation, which... This movie looks awesome. Not a movie. Foundation. It looks crazy. Yeah. Um, oh wait, that's right. You said it was a. It's a. It's a series. It was a show. It's a show. It's a. It's a. App, it's a series. It still looks good. Yeah, yeah. Like it actually looks like it has a movie budget for what it is. Like to be. I honest, mean, it's very, it's, it, it's, it it's like being produced by Apple, so it better have a movie budget. <laughs> I think that's honestly the reason why I keep getting that confused. It is not a movie. It's a show. It just looks like a movie. <laughs> um. It looks so interesting. It's based off, uh, Pelo, you know more about yes. it than I do. You said it was based off they found the novels the, from... It's based off the Foundation novels by Isaac Asimov. The the guy who's known for his fictional three robotics rules and one of the greatest science fiction writers of all time. See? And uh, it shows. Yep. It shows very much in this trailer. And not only that, just the lead actor is Jared Harris, and I love the guy with the with the passion, man. He's a phenomenal actor. Looks like it. I can't personally wait to see one. I I'm looking forward to this one. This one has my attention. I have not obviously read the books or anything of that nature. I've probably seen a couple things from him, but I don't think I've seen or read enough. Well, you mentioned the laws of robotics, right? Yeah, so yeah. Like, I robot. I robot is the movie. I robot's based off his work. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we're talking so about know the, the foundation. Damn, I should have been chiming in. Sorry, I, I <laughs> zoned out. I promise the next episode I'll be much more uh, calm and I just, uh, attentive. All right, but uh, we're talking about foundation. Yes. Continue. Mm. Go ahead. We since we tied our bits, you go ahead, Paul. Yeah. No, no. So we talk about the Isaac Asimov iRobot thing, where you just well, left off. I didn't mean to interject. There. <laughs> it's really just I've heard of the um, the laws of robotics and how that works before. That one I've been introduced to, but I haven't actually seen any of his other works. Anything mm. else that he's specifically written, I don't think. I don't think. But I've definitely seen his influence is the best way to describe it. I've seen tons of that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. play Mega Man for Christ's sake. That thing is obviously influenced by the things he's written. Like, <laughs> I could see that. I think yeah. it, and near. I think robotics in general, he's just mainly like science fiction, robotics stuff. He's mainly uh, big yeah. known for that too. He did sci-fi, uh, and then what was it? Um, Tolkien did fantasy, and then Frank Herbert did kind of the blending of the two mm-hmm. with like, space fantasy, the bigger cultures, yeah, mm-hmm. space fantasy, and then from there we have everything else that's followed, and. Uh, also, based on uh, Aaron's suggestion, because you've mentioned this too, it is time for me to just take a 
nice deep dive into the lore of Warhammer. Yeah, and yours as well because I haven't done that yeah. properly. On, I, so. I do say that for the Warhammer stuff, just be careful because it is very extensive on both ends. It's deep. Yeah, <laughs> it just goes. Listen, you need to just whole... pick a, just pick a book and start reading. Mm-hmm. You'll start piecing it because it's not like Malazan deep, but it, there's a lot. There is no um, the just volume, the amount of fun, stuff man. you have to go through. Yeah. Yeah, I say I still say because it's it's not a main character you'll see really often. Uh, I think <clears> it's just one time. It's that book I read, Emperor's Mercy. The one, I think Pele's borrowing the Bastion Wars Chronicles. Or uh, yeah, I think the uh, Omnibus. Omnibus. It's whatever. the Omnibus one you gave me. Yeah, but uh, it's only one book that he's in. It's Obadiah Roth. But man, oh man, he's a cool guy, and that is a cool introduction because you're just. It's, it, it's it just high high yeah no it just goes man it just, it just fucking goes I'll throw a book at you later well a comic book at you later <laughs> oh what you got what's it called oh i'm just throwing the venom comic book at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah again <laughs> listen man i i really need to sit down and read all of that but <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah you do yet it's over now. Yeah. The whole thing is done. Oh, I mean, and it's cool. No, Amani, Amani, I can't, I'm not going to go into details to spoil for Paul, but there's something that just happened recently that this guy's going to get his own series. And Paul should oh, yeah. really catch oh, the yeah. fuck up for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Is it the King in Black? Or the King in Black, Black, yes. Black. Finish that. Because mm-hmm. there's someone in there. No, who's getting their own series? Say I'm not going to say it because it's going to be a spoiler. Say his name. Fuck no. Do you uh, hold up? Hold up. Hold up. Do you care about spoilers on this one? I can't, uh, just say the name. I don't care about anything else. Or, you just want. You just want the confirmation. Just give me All your right, fucking cool. name. I got you. Yeah, All right. So Flash Thompson is getting his own series. Ah! <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That's all you had to say, dude. <laughs> all right. I'm reading it. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm bookmarking it right now. They brought him back. <laughs> They brought him back. That's all. That's all you had to say. Y'all were <laughs> skipping around. Stupid. Come on, man. You want me to read it or not? Also, nah, I saw it online. There's a couple other people about that are getting theirs as well. That's kind of wild, too. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you're going to yeah, love I, where it ends off. I'm going to be real. Like, no. It's going to get to a... Uh, Listen, I, I saw like a thing on it online, and I didn't read the article, but I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> so... It's it's in my uh, to do list. I think I probably if my neighbors were outside, they're probably like, "What is happening?" Is it, By any chance did you get to see um, the new design? Nope, or... I did not. All I saw okay. was the name and the title, and I was like, "I'm not gonna spoil that for myself. I'm gonna go read it." And right. uh, reading Tokyo Ghoul right now, I want to finish that. I'm dead set. But um, once I finish all of that, I'll definitely be reading that next. Cause I feel yeah. That. Also, I just had to add the stream in because well. I'm back on the podcast, bringing the energy on this episode. So. <laughs> But uh, oh, man. we got slightly off topic. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's all good. Uh, Foundation, go check it out, guys. Go look at the trailer. It looks really cool. Read the series. But next up, read the books. They're good too. And read the books. By all means, if you just want to just skip the whole series and just do some. Watch the cool, show because the, the show's probably gonna be good. Books. Just also read the yeah. books. Also, just do both. Yeah, and I'll give it this <laughs> a heads up. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the show is gonna be exclusively on Apple Plus TV. Yes, that is important okay. to know. So. All right. Um, but next up is Kingdom, Ashen of the North. Uh, personally, well, this is for one, a Korean drama, um, that actually is a Chinese specifically. I believe it takes place in China, but I, 
if I'm not mistaken, I'm I can't remember whether or not if yeah. uh, the language itself was Korean or Chinese uh, when I uh, watched it. It's been a minute. I am with you on that one because it's been on my list of Netflix for a while. I've been meaning to watch it, just never get around to it. Um, uh, I I looked up the suit. Um, you looked at <laughs> he's the man. <laughs> the man is happy. excited. The man is excited. It's still not Venom Space. No, no. It's, so it's a it's South a Korean suit. show and based off the web series The Kingdom of the Gods. Oh, he's anti Venom now. That just clicked. Mm-hmm. All right, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not Venom Space, but hey, they could do it again. Hey man, I'm I'm fine with that. You know. Oh man, he's extreme carnage. He's with all the oh. yeah. So, uh, yeah, for. Uh, for fans, yeah. <laughs> for Kingdom, it is a Netflix show that's been going on for a little while now, based off the webcomic yes. series of, called The Kingdom of the Gods, another wet dream. Uh, Kwa, and apparently it's really good. It's a sort of period with some horror, political drama, and thriller. Uh, really Who good, was right? Kwa? Hmm? The Kwa was called Which The Kingdom of the Gods. Oh, okay. That's where it's been. It's also a weird name for it, considering that it's very much zombies. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a horror. But that's it's a political period, and people and uh, they liked it. That's why it's begun so serious, and it's been doing really well. Um, I know nothing of the show. I've been meaning to. I just I've just been. I'm really really slow when it comes to TV shows. I understand, but as a person that has finished both seasons, I was dude. It took forever for season two to come out. To be completely honest with you, I got like hella scared that it just wasn't gonna happen. No, I was like, oh, I understand. Yeah. I completely understand that for sure. So I, the fact that uh, I need we're to finish that show. Three, yeah, it's already it's already great. I'm um, I'm happy. The first two seasons wrap up. Uh, what is a pretty tense situation nicely brings it all together. Honestly, it does a good job. Um, I mean it's subtitled. It's definitely not. I don't think it's dubbed. They might have gone back and changed it. I don't believe. It I dubbed. wouldn't suggest watching it dubbed. Yeah. Um. So you know. That's one you could probably watch. So the lip syncing would probably be off if it is done. Mm-hmm. Um, just but from just what watch I remember, it in Korean. Just, just watch it. Yeah, it's cool. If you like the zombies, it's zombies in an era that just hasn't really in like. Is it specific? Yeah. Do you know the specific time? It's like it's ancient. It's not ancient China, but no, like, it's not China. It's, no, it's it's, it's, it's South Korea specifically. It's Korea. Like, but it's, about it. Everybody I'm, thinks I keep doing like, that. when we think about like a feudal era, like medieval times, we think you know Europe. We think. Um, it's called China, or we think Japan, okay. right? Uh, Nobody really hits on Korea. Okay, specific, Korea specifically, like Kingdom is set in the Joseon uh, dynasty in Korea. Uh, Joshuan. Um, it was founded uh, from 1392 to 1897. Okay. And it's a zombie show that takes place within that time. In, sh- um, in short, there's a 500-year span a story you can tell. Oh, yeah, uh, Joshuan. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'll say this though, out of all the zombie stuff, I'm still liking this better than The Walking Dead currently. Oh, dude, it's way better than Walking Dead. <laughs> I'm just gonna point that out right now. It's Walking just, Dead it just is. was not the best. It's that's the thing. So, like, we'll say this right now. Uh, the games were good. Well, some the Telltale games. Were some good. some of the games. The were comic good. was good. Yeah. <laughs> the show. The show had a good running for a little while. Then I just thought like it just went way too. The show just kind of took a nosedive. I got, it got boring. Mm-hmm. It just does a lot of things that just aren't... Like you said, it's just boring. It's not interesting. It's just yeah. not interesting. And to anybody but, that likes it, we're not crapping on you. No, like, you can like uh, you can all like all the stuff. It's just for us, it just lost its luster a long time ago. And we're at this point of, our, of, the, of the line. 
where it should have fucking ended by the, by now. And a lot of these actors who are no are really good in other stuff should move on with their careers. Especially Norman Reedus. Dude, the guy that played Rick is not even on the show anymore. No, but he's going to come gone. back on three movies that they're making out of the fucking yes, show. Yes, because he has the contract. That's the deal. I, I, <laughs> but, like, he left. It's he insane how far they stretched this. From the comic that's... Actually, I think the comic's done, if I'm correct. No, the comic's definitely done. The comic is written by the same person that wrote Invincible. Yeah. It's the same guy. So, But they're stretching this, like, like, so fucking far. Like, holy shit. He finishes his work. It's like, it, it finishes. It gets to an ending point. So, like, it's like, you're looking at the Walking Dead show, and you're like, are you going to get there? Because that's all you need to do is get there, and then we're You know, done. okay, this is, I guess this is a funny thing. This is the opposite effect of Game of Thrones for me. It's both bad results, regardless, but it's the opposite reasoning, where there you have the writer finish his stuff, but the show decides to continue on past this point. They have the Game of Thrones, where the writer did not finish his stuff, they try to go past that point, and failed miserably. And the writer's still not done with the original source material. In fact, he's writing a game. <laughs> no, actually, no. It's actually worse because I read the news about that. That pissed me off. He hasn't been with the project for several years. Oh, he hasn't been on Elden Ring? No. I mean, I guess that makes sense. The writing stuff kind of gets yeah, but that, pretty early. Yeah, but that's where I'm still pissed off about it because if he hasn't been on that project, why the fuck is he still taking forever to finish the last two books of Game of Thrones? Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> I, I can defend him now. All right. Maybe he just doesn't fully want to do it. Like his heart's not in. That's it. fair, but uh, but if he still, I, I know. Like listen, look, I know I'm right there with you. Look, but I put it this way: he's in his seventies, right? Yeah, seventy-eight, I think. I get it. I get it. But he's I got also two giant to books to write, <laughs> and he has like it. twenty others he'd like to write as well. Go ahead. But I also kind of would definitely be like, hey, look, you, you at this point, kind of should finish it. Because you have a show that's catching up to you, that's doing production and doing what they can to slow it down. You have, uh, you had, a, I think, a game that was with it as well, like the Game of Thrones, like Telltale's game, mm-hmm. and Disney one, that was also doing some things that were kind of catching up to the events in your things. Like, you have so many, th- you have people who are just jumping onto the books, catching up on what was decades of what you should have been writing. Like, I, it's one of those things, like, I understand not wanting to do it yet but you have now entered in so many contracts where it's kind of getting to the point of you should probably finish up this story because people are waiting for like the end of this yeah. <laughs> like anybody that's been following i feel like it's it's not like a spit in the face but anybody that's been following you from like the beginning mm-hmm. it, like people that grew up it probably shouldn't have been reading the first book but were grew up reading the first book are adults with children now mm-hmm. <laughs> like you took a bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um like I, i'll always be down for like the idea of yeah. i understand that like you know when you're ready you're ready you don't want to mess it up but at the same but time, that's my problem because if he hmm. doesn't finish it he's probably gonna die and the books are never gonna be finished not necessarily true. It could be like Robert Jordan, and it get pa- it gets passed on to Brandon look, Sanderson man, because I'm, God I'm a, knows he can get it done. Look, I'm gonna just point this out, George. George, I'm not gonna wish death on you, bro. I refuse to. But we lost the creator for Berserk. Your time, your time is limited now. The clock. You're hit older for than the guy. From, you're, you're, you're older than the <laughs> like, Berserk character writer. You're you're 20 years older than him. 
You haven't had any health problems. That's what I'm yes. saying. We we lost the creator of Berserk, man. Like as far as series that we were yeah. afraid of not getting finished, and their creators like kind of leaving the circle before they can. That clock started ticking. So as far as I'm considered, you got to do something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, he is working on it, you know. But I I'll give him this. He wants to do perfect and better than the show because i mean think about it if imagine somebody makes a show to something and it's universally panned in the end is the worst thing ever you know you would have to and that was you like would part have of to go out with a banger yeah, and you have not just that there'd be stress mm-hmm. like so i i, I mean because he did give on, them something he gave them like plot points to what he was kind of sort of going towards with that one yeah so I think, it could be in their adaptation but like some of it might actually be some of what George yeah. put together, and if you see people react the way they did to that ending, yeah. and you knew that you had a significant amount, like they were pretty accurate to what you did, need to rerun that script, like <laughs> course yeah. correct, super hard on that one. But I get yeah. it, I do get it. But um, next I, up I, on here is yeah. oh wait, if you, I'll let you finish this. This will be the last I was slide. just briefly gonna say I think I've even said like on an episode or two or three in this podcast that, like things against him. Now I've kind of just come to accept it. I'm like, look, it may never happen. You just gotta accept it because we may never have the end of Berserk, and that was kind of the That's turning true. point. I was yeah. like, oh man, I'm just happy for the guys that are alive creating the things I love. You know. Yeah. That's true. It is. It is. It's. But it's still just so heart wrenching when you think about it. Still, like you just can't Mm. really feel uh, past a certain point for it, and it just. Yeah. It it just still. It just hurts. Yeah. But uh, we're gonna move along to. Actually, it's kind of interesting. All that you've been playing games where decisions and things like that are kind of important, and Mm. we've talked about Telltale's and a couple other things that just have the idea of having these branching things. This game, game deck which I think I'm going to be playing because it's very similar to Disco Elysium in that way where your choices matter. They're constantly like, yo, it's going to cause a branch, which oh, you can do things around. Game Deck looks cool. It's a game in which you're playing a sci-fi detective. It seems to have multiple scenarios, but so many ways to go about them. Yeah, it's Talking to the right person. Like. Yeah. Talking to the right person going to the right place, picking up the right things at the right time, ahead of time, all plays a role in how the story will play out in some way. Oh, so it's how Cyberpunk should have been. <laughs> yep. Technically, but... <laughs> this even looks like the aesthetic of Cyberpunk. It, it is a Cyberpunk-style it it cyberpunk game. I mean, I know it's a Cyberpunk style, but you know what I mean, like the... Mm. Oh, no, never mind. They're... What? What is this? Why? Why are they in floating islands in China? Oh, no, that floating know. islands like the, the yeah. There was a I just never know yeah, the story quick. branches might take you. There. Yeah, don't you know, know those? <laughs> this is a segue, but you know those uh, mountains in China, like the ones that like it's like rock, and then the top has trees. Mm-hmm. And they're like mm-hmm. dome. The clouds. Those are the most beautiful looking things. Genuine. I've ever seen in my life. I I just want to go to the top of one one day, That's and right. I want to go to a field of cherry blossom trees in Japan. God, I hate America. Cool. No, I'm sorry, I <laughs> you're like, you're just sitting there like, we don't have anything cool. <laughs> we actually, we got redwoods. We do, we do. We got we do. pine forests, you know what I mean? If you've been in the middle of a really nice forest, it's cool. But like, I've been in North Carolina for 22 <laughs> years now. 
I just, I, you know what I mean? I want to see something else. I, get it. I mean, next time, it's next just, time I go back home, I, uh, let's see if we can get you a plane ticket, man. Yeah, man. That's Shit, true. I'd love to go to Thailand. That'd be awesome. All right, but, next up, my bad. <laughs> oh no, the game deck just looks really cool. It's kind of perfect. I'm gonna be giving it a or shot. Next like up, I said, um, this seems like something <clears throat> you would actually be super interested in because it kind of hit a, it's kind of hitting the right kind of niches considering yeah, what you're playing currently. I'm interested. And I'm very interested. Really big emphasis on being like, yo, the story branches like a lot. Like you could do a lot of things that'll change a lot of stuff. It, it branches. So um, let's hope that they pull through on making a really good choice September based 16th. thing. Just, okay. Yeah. Can't wait. But next up, we have something for our mafia fans out here. And specifically, our Soprano fans. We are talking about The Many Saints of Newark, which is a Soprano's prequel. A Soprano story is actually called specifically. Mm. Um, it looks good. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it looks great. I have a soft spot for these kind of shows. I don't watch enough of things of like that very... Mm. Not like 19th, but gangster films. Like specifically mob style gangster films like yeah and then we have my boy freaking berthal in here. john Ber- yeah. john berthal yeah that was a like oh it's john berthal hell yeah that's good he's been showing up in a lot man i know no the guy's <laughs> the guy's a phenomenal the, the, actor the guy is yes. not just the punisher the guy doesn't is not just a brute the guy actually can act yeah He's been quite quite a few things. I actually saw one of his older movies, which was recently. Just randomly went back and I saw, I believe it was, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the 9-11 movie, if anybody remembers that. Uh, is it World Trade Center? Yes. Where it was uh, talking about all the um, the police officers that got trapped underneath when the second building, when the first building fell well, down. The world, the well, building? the fir- World Trade Center was, uh, it was um, Nick Cage and Michael Pena. Yeah. Uh, there were two firefighters trapped in one building. I don't know about the... he was also, but John Berthold was also in that. Movie. Oh, was he? He, okay. he did have a role in there. Okay, yeah. I, could, I didn't remember. I could, I, it's been a while since I've seen the movie. Like, oh, okay, must have been a smaller role, but nevertheless, cool. It was a smaller role, but I, I was, it threw me off. I was like, oh wait, he's in here. Hey, hey John Berthold. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this one looks good. Mark alive. It looks fun. Dude. Gives you that nice. Yeah, and it, go ahead. It won't. It won't give. Even it if... won't give the clear conclusion to like all us Soprano fans want. But it's a cool prequel, and the fact that the lead actor of uh, Tony Soprano from the show's son is playing uh, his his dad's character in this in the movie. Dude, I think um, <laughs> what you call him? Like I I haven't watched the Sopranos, but this like looks like it stands on its own like a really good mobster movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I have a soft spot in, for mobster movies. I've, I've been watching them my whole life, yeah. man. I, I, before anybody says, oh, Paul's going to say it. Damn right. I'm Italian. Everybody <laughs> knew you were going to say it. <laughs> it's literally my dad, no. my dad's side of the family. It never clicked how Italian we were until I realized at 13, we eat a lot of pasta and watch mobster movies. <laughs> it, it's in the blood. It's I was going to make the it's joke. In, that, are you it, resonating with this It's Paul? in the genes. It's in the Italian genes. <laughs> I was for sure gonna come for him yeah. before he. But Amani, I was. Looks good, man. I, Amani, <laughs> I was gonna mention something. Like, if you want to get like, into like at least a softer form of uh, like monster movies, watch anything from Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie makes it a lot like quirky and funny. Fair enough. Um, 
But moving in the exact opposite direction of this, we have Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> Clifford the Big Red Dog. Rated Live R action. Community. Yep. <laughs> no, that's fucked up. <laughs> you, you know, I'm, 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 I know it's, it's a trailer. I know they could do a lot more work. I'm just saying, like, the Clifford doesn't look that fit. What, what, whoa, 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 wait, first off, what is this? Impolite humor? When has it ever been called impolite humor? Wasn't it always called I don't rude humor? No. Crude? It's all it's always been called crude. Crude. Well, crude. crude is another one. Crude is different. It's crude. always been called crude. Impolite humor. Yeah, crude. Just being crude or We've definitely had crude, but I thought that there was like a oh, there's less... also been rude. Yeah, there's also, there's, there's there's also been crude like... and rude are not exactly the same thing. I mean, I'm not like upset. It's just like impolite humor seems so like tiptoe, you know what I mean? Around the word being crude which isn't it's just good language it's better language or rude i mean impolite just feels so weird i guess they may, they have to make a joke about i don't even know what would be considered impolite humor is it a fart joke i feel like it's probably gonna be a fart joke well, far, well fart know. jokes fart know. jokes like okay they say that it's lowbrow with that part which is not that's well, I mean, much... true but they don't say lowbrow in like the rating system no yeah He's like, we say lowbrow when Bro. talking, but like ratings don't use lowbrow. All right, this CGI is a little rough, but man, this is a cute, big, fake red dog. Dead ass. <laughs> I do like <laughs> how they're not going the cartoon route where he like talks. It's like actually a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think is probably better for this movie ultimately. Because yeah. I agree on that one for sure. It's just I don't know. It's just like it seems a bit rough, but just could be they're still working on it, so. I'm, yeah. I'm just hesitant, that's all. She's a big puppy. Yeah, it's a big puppy. Reminds me. Yeah. It's actually kind of funny because they skipped ahead a bit because um, as a kid, I do remember there being two parts to Clifford. There's yeah. the saga in which he is a puppy and not huge. He's actually quite small compared to everybody else. And then there's, you know, the one everybody knows, which is Clifford the big red dog. <laughs> <laughs> like when he's big. Like, so... The idea that they kind of just almost seemingly kind of skipped over his, like, adventures as a puppy. I mean, he's still obviously a puppy, which is it's like a weird, nice little hybrid where it's like he's a puppy, but he's huge. <laughs> which, I guess, creates its own shenanigans because at least Clifford being big, he's trained. Clifford yeah. not being trained, but big mm. seems like a problem. <laughs> Dude, this looks good. It looks like it's fun. It's a good time to take the family out. For those that... Have a little bit of nostalgia. Go check out the trailer. Look at it. See if you like it. Looks cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next up is uh, Jolt, though. Which, Kate. I mean, I guess we had to have something to, I guess, cleanse our palate. Because this is a grungy action movie. Yep. For sure. I've noticed that a lot of like new action films are calling the same way. Short of her to, like, off the tongue. John Wick-style <gasps> action Kate films. Beckinsale. Oh. You say this? Jolt reminds me distinctly of Crank. A what? I looked at it yeah. and was like, it, it reminds me of Crank. Yeah. Crank 2, specifically. <laughs> High voltage. Yeah. I'm, Kate Beckinsale yep. is a guy. I haven't seen Kate Beckinsale in anything in a while, so it's like, good to see her again. But the idea being is that in order to not make her snap, she has to, um, I guess, shock herself in some way. Mm-hmm. Because she has, well, I guess, I guess at this point we're technically playing around with, like, mental disorders but i guess the deal is with her is that she has a tendency to snap and become violent Mm. uh fairly easily and she is using that to her advantage in this movie because you know she's fighting some very unsavory characters Mm. like 
gangsters and things like that and people who want to kill you. Yep. So being able to go a little crazy when necessary seems appropriate. It's got, <laughs> it's got what's his name in it? The um, He played, uh, what's it, the, the Professor Filch or whatever in... Uh, or not Phil, Professor, but Filch and Harry Potter. Oh, uh, yes, he, that that he, guy. Uh, forget his name, but he's a pretty good. Yeah, actor. He, he like played the really gross uh, king or whatever. Oh in, yeah, uh, he's um he's uh, uh Walden Frey from Game of Thrones, the guy who betrayed he, 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 yeah. the guy who did the Red Wedding. Yeah, here he is licking his fingers again, man. How does he pull off just that creepy licking the fingers? So <laughs> well, man? What was the idea? Like British people make the great villains and stuff like that. It was that, that terminology. It was that True. phrase. Also, want to hear something kind of creepy? When well, you I mean, met... you know, the, the British Empire did take over yeah, yeah. many portions of the world and things like that. We don't have to go. No, no, I wasn't going to go with that, but if you want to hear something kind of like ironic when you mention that It comes that naturally. <laughs> want to hear, hear something ironic about that actor specifically now when you mentioned that yeah, what's he's up? set to play Geppetto from Pinocchio? Actually, I could see that too. One of the most innocent old men. Yeah, exactly. So it's a bit. Innocent. He he let loose a maniacal lying. <laughs> but the guy wanted to turn him into a child. Yeah, he he just wanted wood. a son. The guy just wanted a, a son, man. Just wanted a child. Yeah, he's wanted a son, so he accepted a fairy. That's black magic, dude. That's like witchcraft. <laughs> he literally summoned the dead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I love Pinocchio, dude. I, just... <laughs> <laughs> I love Pinocchio. I just. Oh yeah, Paul, you wasn't around for this. Did you see the Lies of P trailer? Yeah, that that looks weird. Yeah. <laughs> that was like I I didn't know what to make of that. <laughs> you looked at him and was like, Jesus Christ, what is this? <laughs> like it was like a grim dark Pinocchio, and I I like that actually. You I, I thought it. about what would that be like, but I, I don't know what they were going for. It was like dishonored if it was Pinocchio. Dishonored. Pinocchio if it was honored. dishonored, you know what I mean? I was thinking definitely Bloodborne, but Pinocchio. <laughs> Bloodborne and Dishonored had a baby, and that baby had a giant nose when he was, you know. <laughs> Thus, <Liza> P. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I just I saw it. I was like, what is this? Like, okay. But here's another one, uh, another movie that, I'm not going to lie, threw me off. Didn't think we were getting a sequel to this one at all when I originally watched it. But uh, Don't Breathe is coming back. Yeah, it didn't, and... didn't set up for, like, a sequel, so I was surprised. And this one is hella different. Yep. This one's so different from the first one that it's interesting. So we went from creepy horror movie with weird, crazy twists at the end to Taken with our main blind character. <laughs> with our yep. main antagonist right, blind veteran. Yeah. Like blind, blind veteran. Switched. Yeah, blind veteran who potentially raped the chick. Potentially. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, technically, it counts. It's sodomy, at the very least? Or at least I, I guess. Attempted sodomy? Attempted, one of the two, exactly. I forget exactly. It's been a while since I watched the movie, but nevertheless, it was. All I gotta say is a strange character to suddenly be rooting very, for. Very. Oh, very, very. But hey, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll see, I'll see where it goes. Um, I'll, I'll see where it goes because I like the first movie for sure. It's just. Oh, yeah, the first movie's super good. Mm-hmm great use it was it was this movie and well it was don't breathe and um it comes at night uh, a quiet place oh, yeah, no no, no quiet, place. quiet oh, yeah. place that came out at the same time utilizing <clears throat> sound in such an interesting way because both of those movies are extremely quiet yep well <laughs> this actually looks pretty cool 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Have, you, have you seen the first one by any chance, Paul? I have only seen the ending, and I get, I, I, I could see where he's coming from, but also it's, it's disgusting. Oh <laughs> like, well, yeah, it, it, like, it, it's it, such a weird reversal yeah. of things for this movie to be like this. <laughs> yeah, which is why I'm like, huh. I'm interest. I'm actually more interested because of the fact that they was like, we're just gonna go the other way. <laughs> this this dude holding the gun to the kid with the blonde hair, and I, I hope I get all the hate for this. I don't. Know. <laughs> this looks like the the lead one of the lead singers of Florida Georgia Line is about to get just capped. <laughs> I'm so happy about that. Yeah, this is how we roll straight to hell. All right. Anyway, and then my guy shows up. He's like. I'm the knight. <laughs> I'm the thing that stalks the knight. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You hit the Batman real quick. Um, he's well, but next I up, was going to say, uh, like, he's more Batman than actual Batman because he's blind. Dude, this looks yeah, really good. He's technically Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say this. Seeing him, like, he's not as jacked as he wanted to be for Cable. I wish, I can't remember his name, but I wish this guy got the role. Oh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's he's the main bad guy yeah. from... Uh, Avatar. Like Josh Brolin was great, oh. but he this guy looks like old Cable. You know, mm-hmm. uh, forget his name. Yeah. Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang. Yeah. Now, next up, we have, I guess, another example why um, Riot. It's it's Riot, I believe, right? Oh yeah, Riot. Riot's do the leader later. Riot has no reason to spend the money they do on the things that they do. Nope. Bro, when but it, we have a... We have a really nice cinematic trailer that makes me think that I, I want to show this, but it's for an expansion for Tarot card decks for Legend of Lutera. Yep. Um, not gonna lie, watching this just makes me low-key angry. <laughs> I mean, hey, uh, I'm the same, on the same method, like, I'm still pissed off like they put some like for example Overwatch they put so much effort into CG trailers for it and I want a show out of it but no I just got the game that doesn't tell any story. Yeah, when are we gonna get the the just anime cards. of uh? Oh, the League uh, of Legends one that's coming. Yeah. Uh, I don't have they. Uh, I mean, it's coming. They, at the very they, least. they haven't announced it. Know. They haven't given a release date yet. Yeah, like they gave us a trailer and everything. So I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I'm like at least it's, it exists. It's coming. <laughs> Hopefully, it's coming. This looks really good though. But uh. Be on the lookout for new uh, Runeterra cards. Uh, essentially, they're doing a big expansion. Get ready for that for those who play Runeterra. I've I've always been on the cusp of card games. I can never mm. get in. I'm not going to front. With the exception of like little things like Slay the Spire and games that kind of here and there do little things with cards, um, I can't get in. But, Paul, I know you've played Yu-Gi-Oh! before, if I'm not mistaken. A little bit, yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh? Give I never Rune, got like huge, huge into it, but yeah. yeah give Rune Terra a shot. I know okay. you might enjoy it. Um, I've give that one a shot. What about you, Pele? Have you played any? Yes, I have. Uh, well, not card games officially, like a, like a basic train card games like Magic the Gathering, Yu Gi Oh, and all that such. I've actually played mm-hmm. quite a few board games that use co- literally called deck building games, where you bake your own character deck as you go through a dungeon and all all that such. It, it's really unique. One of the oh. games that my yes, I will say that I do like deck builders. Mm-hmm. I don't get to play oh. them. Um, very often, but that is very similar to how Slay the Spire is. Yeah. It's, well, it's uh, when we were going to the comic book shop to find some board games, this one board game I wanted to play with you guys, but it's also really expensive to get my hands on, is Thunderstone Shard. You guys would really like that for sure. It's just expensive as hell and heavy as shit. What's it called? 
Thunderstone Shard is what he said, right? Yes, Thunderstone Shard. It's really fun. Oh, we'll have to give that one a shot or see if we can play that somewhere, mm. like something like that. But <clears throat> sure. uh, real quick, back to right. Don't Breathe too. Um, I just got to the part in the trailer where he's like, "Now you'll see what I see," and it goes dark. Oh man, I, yeah. I gotta see this movie in theaters. <laughs> That's yeah. that looks good. It's Don't Breathe Two looks good, man, and I I such a weird switch. <laughs> <laughs> I expected, I went into this being like, cool, who's he going to, like, are we getting a different character? Or who's, yep. who's he going to murder now? He's going to murder this time. Point in the story, <laughs> and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Am I rooting for him this time? Is this, this what I want to do? I mean, the first one was pretty morally ambiguous anyway, because it's, it's very much, well, it's him defending his own home. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. is him defending his own home. Those people definitely broke in and tried to steal from him and then also tried to kill him. But at the same time, it's like you get to the end and you're like, "Oh, I don't know." Are because he goes, he goes, he goes pretty damn, pretty bad. He goes pretty damn far. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. So it's like, mm. but in this one, it's definitely more of like, all right, less morally ambiguous. I just don't know if I want to root for you. <laughs> Sorry, there was <laughs> a bug that know. just flew into my face. I'm, I'm trying not to derail the episode. I'm just, I'm happy to be back, you know? <laughs> You're fine. Everybody's yeah. happy to be back. It's fine. It's good. Yeah. But uh, next up is Mortal Kombat Legends. Yes! I'm so Battle excited! Because I, I rarely watched that on HBO Max, the first movie, uh, The Legend of, Scorp- uh, Legend of Scorpion. Holy shit, it was good! <laughs> oh, shit. I'm glad. Yeah, this is basically the sequel to that. Mm-hmm. If, this looks like if DC all the made a it uh, does right animated. It, does. Uh, it looks so good, dude. It's so fucking good, man. Uh, Scorpion, uh, dude, the the kill, the fatalities, the kill, the story, everything. It was here's the thing. Okay. It is WB animation. Yeah, no, here's the thing. Oh yeah, I, duh, duh. Of all Mortal Kombat stuff, I prefer this than the recent live action movie. <laughs> that's okay I to mean, say. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I thought that's, it was a fun fair. movie, but I didn't think it was good. <laughs> Because like, it was fun, it was dumb, but it was yeah, fun. Yeah, no, this is this is this is just awesome and good at the same time. I mean, to be honest, what can I really say? It looks like a cool Mortal Kombat animated movie, and the last time we got a good Mortal Kombat animated movie, it was really good. So, <laughs> by all means, it it honestly some of the moves that they've done in the trailer just look straight up ripped WB's out. WB's animation of the game. team with this Dead like ass. simplistic but realistic like. I, I, it has it has been so good since Batman and Superman in the nineties. I don't season. know what it is. But. Usually they are. It just yeah, it just works. They just they're really good at doing that, and it works. Um, but next up is the Dying Light Two Staying Human trailer. Yes, which felt like this needed to be mentioned we haven't mentioned mm-hmm. too much of dying light on the channel they've been damn slowly trying a lot of sexual oh no they've been pushing pretty hard yeah. on the promotions man i've been seeing it nearly everywhere yeah um because i just kind of stopped looking at it because it took them a really long time to actually come back mm-hmm. and start talking about the game again and then once that they started talking about the game again i'm like okay we don't need to talk about this every week but we should at the very least let people know of it know it exists and talk about it every so often so this one is definitely for those that wanted to know more about Dying Light 2, which, I mean, looks good. Is that, looks really is that good. Troy Baker as the main character? It, probably. <laughs> probably might be. 
I would not be surprised. It's to be freaking honest. Troy Baker. Yeah, you looked it up. <laughs> totally Troy Baker. Isn't Hold it? on. Uh, yeah, no, I recognize. It's his, him. I, I recognize those grunts. I recognize his voice virtually everywhere. But like, hell, even when he's playing Joker, I still recognize him as Troy Baker. That one's not his fault. Like he I did really, a really like... good job with that Joker. Oh yeah, no. So if Mark Hamill ever retires, this I, I want Troy Baker to the new Joker. I, man. I like Troy Baker a lot. I just, I'll be honest. Sometimes now when I see a game trailer for a new game, oh, and I'm like, actually, oh, no, I I'm his voice. I'm just like, eh. I, I, <laughs> you just immediately like, I don't want to play. Hey guys, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> wrong. Heard him and everything. Hey man. guys, I'm wrong. It's not Troy Baker. Oh, Who's it's it? not. It's Matt Mercer. Ah, I think. Oh, that's all right then. He appears in a ton of things, but just not enough. Not as many. Not as many. No. As, uh, no, no. Not as many as Troy uh, Baker. And... No, no, no. I'm wrong. I'm, Matt, Mer- I'm Matt wrong. Mercer it's, it's, it's still uh, it's, it, it is Troy Baker. My bad. Horror. It's just like a lot of the times they have characters that sound really alike. Ah, it don't. So it's it is Troy. It is confirmed Troy Baker. No, I'm getting conflicting information because nothing's official from it currently. It said, um, I see Jonah Scott. I when the game yep. I see Jonah Scott, Troy Baker, and Roger Craig Smith. Which I know Roger Craig Smith has a lot of shit too. Dying Light 2 okay. looks pretty good. Yeah, no, I can't wait for it. Uh, hopefully they just improve the story because that was one of the weakest points of the main game. That's true. I mean... That zombie said... Oh. It looks like it's already kind of improved, like a large improvement from the last yeah. one, just based on the idea that... <clears throat> this, this trailer kind of shows me enough to be like, oh, okay, that's uh, I didn't know that this was going to be a mechanic. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the DLC specifically from Dying Light 1... Shows a really interesting story aspect that could go somewhere with it. Okay. But um, next up, we got Space Punk. Oh, it looks... Which, <laughs> I honestly am not going to lie. I looked at this and I was like, oh, wow, it's knockoff Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, wait, technically, it's the game that Guardians of the Galaxy should have been. <laughs> you know what's even weird? You yeah. know what's even weird about that game? Guess who's publishing it or I think making it? Who? The guys who did RuneScape. <laughs> Oh, wow, really? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> really? Huh. No, you go from RuneScape to this, and RuneScape still looks like pixelated junk. No, 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 they did They did go back and upgrade uh, okay. it, Or am I thinking? Uh, yeah, they did a proper full upgrade okay. to it. It's just some people like RuneScape Classic. <laughs> but they did Space a full update fun. to it. Did they ever come out with RuneScape 2? I wasn't sure if that was a thing. No, it's not. Okay, okay, okay. It's just, it's still a giant MMO. Okay. I wasn't sure they actually made a chlorine pot. But, uh... <laughs> this one looks fun. Honestly, it, it <laughs> really is just knockoff Guardians of the Galaxy, but from what I can tell with multiple characters playing as all of them together as a squad moving about. But it looks fun. So don't let the mm. idea that it's knockoff Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy, like, I guess deter you. Because the honest truth is... It's that, not like there's a ton of Guardians of the uh, Galaxy teams anyway. <laughs> yeah, that guy, the handsome one, looks... Almost like copyright infringement level of <laughs> handsome Jack. Like, Almost. Like really, <laughs> like, they're like mm. you put one extra line, you know what I mean? Or they're, any one of his getting parts sued. of his face. Yeah. God, <laughs> man. It's a little too close, but I mean, it looks good. It looks funny. Some of the characters actually have some interesting powers, and like we said, mm. it's it looks like cheap rented one, but like it's not exactly... Yeah. Some of the characters are obviously kind of different. Um, 
looks fun. But it yeah. looks like a fun co-op experience. It's funny. Like, they're just yeah. telling jokes and stuff. So if you like Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, no, like things like I'm that, fine. I'm fine with it. I just hope the gameplay is just not, like, too simplistic. I don't want a, a very simplistic twin-six shooter because I recently played Tesla vs. Lovecraft. It's super simple in terms of gameplay. Oh, oh Jagex I mean, is publishing. I didn't realize Yeah. That. It looks a lot like, um, what's it called? Uh, I want to say Torchlight, almost. It reminds me of like technically all the Diablo yeah. games, the dungeon. It's like that like... and uh, what's that? That uh, Dead Nation or whatever. Were you like? Yeah, oh, yeah Dead, Dead Nation. Nation was I was thinking um, Ultimate Alliance, like that's uh, it. Yeah, specifically. Yeah. I was thinking Ultimate Alliance or um, X Men Legends. Those games were awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love another X Men Legends game. Just, I'm just putting that out there. If they decided to just do a three, that'd be nice. I know technically Ultimate Alliance is supposed to be the spiritual successor, and then we got a recently we got a third one, but an X Men Legends game would be real clean. Is all I'm saying. It'd be be real nice, that would be. especially after playing uh, Ultimate Alliance three um, and going to the X Mansion. It it, it feels mm-hmm. it's my chest different. I'm just yeah. like. <laughs> I need that in my life. But uh, next up on here, and uh, Paul, you'll probably uh, lose your shit over this one. Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Yeah, I uh, I saw this during this <laughs> week, and I was very happy. I don't like that I have to spend $10 to upgrade. However, This is 10 but I Is it 10 Because I thought, I, I was worried when Jones talked to me, like, you have to buy the whole game again to get everything. No. Okay. No. This is an upgrade thing. I, I will mention this, though. I still actually haven't beaten this game, and I don't want spoilers. I just... I'm letting it sit and simmer for a little while. I need to... It's fine. I haven't beaten it myself, either. What the honest. hell? I'm really far and just haven't beaten Look, I enjoyed it, and I'm probably at the last... Act. I'm pretty sure I'm at the last act of the game and just didn't do it. I just I like how they opened this up, up with I, 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 I guess it's just me, then. I have a really bad habit of playing something to its completion extremely fast oh no pele i love to play things to my completion but like ghost of tsushima just i played my film i guess for now other games came up that i just really wanted to play and then the only time i've been back to that game is whenever any of us were playing the uh multiplayer because it just I, didn't, I didn't even touch the multiplayer because i played my brother's copy and i completed it before the multiplayer came out see yeah so like the multiplayer for me was just super, super fun. So I just am spending a lot of time in that. But uh, I just haven't gotten to go back to the rest of the campaign. And I'm like I said, I'm in the final act. I just haven't gone and beaten it. Aaron's been yelling at me for a minute. And I just go beat it. And I'm like, I know, but I just don't oh, feel yeah, like playing it right DLC. now. Oh, yeah, the new DLC. Yeah, they're adding a couple new things. Apparently, they're adding an entire new island. Yeah, they are. Yeah. What I'm the island. Some new enemy types. New, some new enemy types, new island. And I would like to actually play the game once again. Play Black White. Also, improvement on the lip syncing for the Japanese voices. Thank fucking God. That's true. Yeah. I was supposed to go back and play that game again in Kurosawa mode, and I haven't even beaten it the first time. <laughs> I was told that was totally a plan. <laughs> Wait, so if I get. Uh, does Ghost of Tsushima run at 60 frames on PS4 Pro? Yes. Yes. Okay. I might actually, if I can get my hands on one, just get that and then do the upgrade, because. I don't know, man. 30 frames is fine, but... I mean, I was going to wait entirely when, maybe one day, I get a fucking PS5 and then play oh, yes. it. Apparently, Pele, yeah. it is significantly easier 
somehow now. Um, okay. This whole generation's been weird. For now, so yeah, it's just the saddest part. It's like they're trying to put out games, but they know they're Chip shortage. I can, dude, I, you know what I want? I want just an RTX 3070, and I can't <laughs> even get that because they yeah. inflated the price to like $1,500. I'm not paying 1500 for a mid-range. Like, it's not even mid-range. It's like, you know what I mean? It's it's. Uh, I had a 660. I jumped to a 1070. It's, the, it's that same jump for me, right? To a 3070. Yes. That's all I need. And I'm not going to play with ray tracing, so it's going to last even longer. But by God, man, 1500 is not worth it. No. <laughs> not at all. Um, But uh, next up, I want to mention this, which is Evangelion. I am so excited. This is the so end sad. of the movie series, finally. Finally, yes, finally. The end of all Evangelion, you know, because he says in the end, it's sayonara, all Evangelion. Like that's that's letting you know we're not going to do any more shows. No movies. It's all over, and I'm just kind of like, yes. I still got to watch these movies. Also, Hakara Hukata does not miss. No, he doesn't. I love. She She never. She misses. No, she's fucking phenomenal, man. I love her. She's one of the main reasons I first fell in love with Kingdom Fucking Hearts. I Bro, know. When, I she, know. when you sent me this Pele, I was taking a dump, all right? <laughs> and then I played that, and I was sitting there jamming, like, moving back and forth, like, oh, my God. I was like, I shouldn't be in this much bliss on the toilet. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. How does this no. woman just... Yeah, no, Paul, do you remember when I showed you the VR concert, uh, the VR headset? Yeah, yeah. Oh, true, you did show that. Yeah. One. No, like, uh, I was, I just, when I first viewed it, like, God, I'm in love. And I know she's married, too. Like, fuck me. <laughs> He's like, Literally. no. <laughs> you can only do good things. Only do good things. I need to watch this movie. See, I've heard like that these movies because it presents the story differently. It like it stands as its own and like a, a very good uh, adaptation. Mm-hmm. Essentially, because I mean, it's by the same guy. It is. It just t- it took a while because he had other things to do. Because I think the reason why the third movie, this final movie, was delayed for so long is he was working on Shin Godzilla for a while. That's right. Yep. And, okay. Yeah, Shin Godzilla was really good mm-hmm. too. It's wild. And for the fans, uh, he's also working on uh, two other famous Japanese properties. He's making Shin versions of those too. I think one was Common Rider and Jetman. The guy is going to yes. Cru- I heard he was doing Shin Common Rider, and I got super excited. I was like, yes. The guy is on a crusade of recreating new of old Japanese properties. Like, holy shit, man! I can't wait. I'm about to restart watching Evangelion. It's time. It's been seven years since I watched it. Time. time to do it again <laughs> time to time to be depressed and th- rethink my life again it's you know the <laughs> was it it's every seven years your cells rebuild or whatever it's time you to gotta go reborn, do it baby. again <laughs> he's like here we go again i am not the man i once was the boy is dead the man must come for like i don't know that, that sounded epic enough right <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah but i do have uh well technically two more things that i want to show you guys uh, here's the deal. First one up is from a creator on Twitter that we actually have an interview with, known as Ritz. You can just call him Ritz. Um, but I'm going to post this right in Discord right now. Okay. okay, so a couple things then, real quick, paper play action uh, viewers. Uh, so I've been working in the quiet things, uh, working on uh, a film, which I will be finishing up in the next three to four days. Um, and I'll let y'all know about the release date then. But also, uh, pretty soon, Paper Play Action is going to hit YouTube. 
I'm going to control the release of that so that it catches up eventually with us here. And then we can just, you know, we have a formulaic thing to release. But I wanted to have something beyond just a simple visualizer. So it's taking time there. And then also, as far as interviews go, uh, tomorrow I'll be conducting an interview with a buddy of ours, uh, me and Amani, our buddy Barrett from high school. He is a musician. Uh, what What is his... Um, What's his band name? Or does he go have a band? I cannot remember, man. I, I oh, know mouth. Uh, one of his songs. It's been on. Yeah, he posted one of his songs on the um, on as our outro. It's uh, Split Mouth. He also is the same guy that did our Attack of the Minisode intro. That, well. Okay, the artist's name is Split Mouth. That's what he goes yep. by. You also look him up. Madly talented. If you like heavy metal, I mean, for it's, real. Barrett, like, I'm not even trying to do this just to like, like, give him like a shout out or something. Barrett is has been the most like talented, one of the most talented musicians we've known in in our time of you've life. You've heard some of his music so far, everybody. So I mean, it's yeah. a thing. Like, you've, the, if you've uh, liked our, like I said, the Attack of the Minisode uh, intro, which is mm-hmm. kudos to him on that one. That one is good. Uh, split his some of his Split Mouth songs <clears> as well has been on here. Yeah. And, We'll probably get some more stuff from him at some point, so don't worry. Yeah, I mean, he, um, yeah, he, I, and I will say, if anybody looks him up, uh, his album is Torment by Split Mouth. That's this band moniker, right? And, um, I hope, I hope he was okay with us telling him his name. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure he anyways. wouldn't mind from Yeah, I'm about to fucking know? interview him. What the fuck am I talking about? But, anyways, like, uh, nah, his, uh, <laughs> I, I strongly recommend the song Over It on that album. Uh, I actually. I've gone back and listened to that a few times. Whenever I'm like feeling fed up with things, I, I, I've listened to it ever since it showed it to me about last August, I believe it was. So, yes, conducting that interview. So that's the, the shout-outs. That's what I've been busy with, guys. I haven't been just sitting here in the background jerking off, hoping I get on here. So, <laughs> so. He's been working diligently, to be honest. i got a lot of uh, stuff going on, yeah. So be prepared for that, guys. Prepare for a lot of stuff dropping with us soon. Mm. But mm-hmm. one of the games I wanted to mention was for Ritz. Um, there's another one as well that we'll be mentioning. So we have two that I actually want to point out. Uh, I completely well. derailed that. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, it's fun. It works out either way because we do have that interview coming up with him. And yeah. we will have uh, oh, another one. So this is who you interviewed. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. Another one Whoa. from Ritz himself who will be at the end of this podcast. So Barrett will be on the next one. But um, chances are you'll be able to hear both of them ahead of time on our Patreon. Um, if you sign up, you can definitely get a chance to listen to those early, check them out, see if you want to hear them as a soul experience. Not so much just at the ending of, of this, just in case you guys wanted to check those out. Hmm. But got to talk to him. Really fun guy. Um, we talked a lot about game design inherently and mechanics, especially for the game that he's making, considering he's making a really fun... Just like he's making two really fun platformers that you guys should just check out. He's got a lot of really great ideas. He thinks me and him actually think very similar when thinking about how to mess around and play around with game design in general. So can't mm. wait to see more from him. And you guys are probably going to hear more about him in a bit at the end of the show. So stick around for that. But uh, right now we're going to talk about, I mean, his game as well as, uh, another one that I'm sending in uh, 2.5. But what are you guys thinking so far of both the Goblin project he's working on, which is untitled at the current moment, and um, the other one that he has, which is about a robot named Bucket, Blazing Dynamo. Um, as he, 
as you guys just scroll through, you can just see how wild it gets with how you can platform in this one. It is a cool 3D. Like, he's doing some really fun stuff for a 3D platformer in general. And he has yeah. nothing but ideas for the rest of, like, what else is mm. to come. I think that I am pretty darn excited. Because this looks like it has, like, a lot of charm. You know what I mean? It's like a big-eared <laughs> elf chick jumping around doing ninja stuff. Man, come on. That's, that's lovable. <laughs> I'm in love. <laughs> I'm in love. Uh, scroll down a bit so you can get, or maybe I'll just send some of the stuff with Bucket to you guys. Because... I'm, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Let me see. He has a pizza right there, man. That looks like a good pizza. <laughs> Yo, who is this fat... Um, <laughs> who that? He was like, wait a minute. <laughs> but um, what about you, Pele? Oh. What do you think about it? Oh, oh no, I, I've seen this. Uh, I think I've seen some of his work appear on the indie gaming uh, Reddit page. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's got some cool stuff going I'm intrigued. On. Here's one. Yeah. I actually sent this one so you guys can see it as well. This one's a perfect uh, little snippet. I like the movement mechanics cool. so far. Some of the um. It's it's fun. Mm-hmm. Like it looks cool. It's nothing but just fun times. I can't um, can't not get behind this. It's just it's interesting. This one should definitely take you guys to more of like his bucket stuff when he's messing around and playing with bucket. Whereas the beginning of his uh, his media feed is all uh, about the goblin game that he's also working on. Which, I mean, like I said in in the interview, we talked to talk about it at length both of them okay. to be honest so probably 30 All right. each I'm down for it <laughs> I'd like to see where it goes from it and uh, see the finished project or if it goes early access I'd like to see a demo or two true now here's another one I think you guys should check out because oh, yep this one is Sword I'm of excited. Symphony oh go ahead oh, you just I was just saying excellent. I'm looking at more of his stuff I'm excited I, I like the uh I guess we call it retro. I like the retro look that he's got going. And I think it's, you know, it's just, it's very nostalgic, very, um, I don't think cutesy is the right word. It looks pleasing. You know what I mean? Looks responsive and pleasing to the eyes. Pleasing to the eyes. Yep. But, um, check it. This is Sword of Symphony, being the other game. I wanted you guys to. I like the animation work so far. Looks good. This is an action. This is a music action RPG, which, I mean, that by default made me go like, oh, "Excuse me." <laughs> she has a keyblade in her hands right there. That looks interesting. That sounds interesting. <laughs> I'm about to say, oh. go see this keyblade. Man, how They're do you find these stuff. things? You find like a ninja, elf, girl game, and now we've got like a symphonic. I stay on the lookout. (laughs) Music action RPG. Which, I mean, wouldn't be the first time I've seen a musical action game, which for sure grabs my attention. Um, I think I've mentioned... Paley, I know you've definitely seen me play uh, No Straight Roads, being one of those ones that are just... It's not not an RPG, but it's an action... It's a musical action game in general. It's a boss... tends to be a boss arena, Mm -hmm. but there are actual levels in there. Well, um, yeah. I was, uh, I was also going to bring up, like, this is not really, well, it isn't any title of sorts, 
but has a lot of famous people involved with it. Um, it's a, it's a, it's kind of like um, it's it is an RPG based on Greek mythology, but the characters advance through the story literally by singing. It has Laura Bailey, Troy Baker, Ashley Johnson, a lot of famous voice actors involved for the small indie project. Troy yeah, Baker he sings. sings. He has a, he's, he, he, yes. He actually sings yep, in he's the, also, uh, He also sings in Bioshock Infinite. He has an album on Spotify. He, he kn- mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He totally plays Booker. Yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, I, mean, I, forget I that? think Joel <laughs> was like his biggest opening role, but before that was Booker DeWitt. Yeah, he mm-hmm. definitely played Booker DeWitt. Uh, but yeah, uh, he, they all sing involved with it. It's actually pretty damn dope. The game... Unfortunately, though, it's called Chorus, which conflicts with another game called Chorus, which is not the same thing at all. Um, so they have to change the name. I don't know what it is now, but the game's been in project uh, development for a good while. Mm. I want to see the finished project for that because it just intrigues me. Like the story, adv- okay, the story advances like you would do a play where they tell the story through song as it goes through, and you make choices uh, based mm. on the characters. I think you play as Persephone, if I'm correct. That's gonna be kind of hard. I was gonna try to see if I can. Uh, oh, like a it, it's it's a little hard to find because I randomly found it on YouTube. Yeah, you mentioned with the chorus thing being yeah. Hold on, problem. So hold on, I, I'll look it up. Different. I found this a while ago, so give me a second. Because uh, yeah, this chorus game is gonna take me straight to the fighter, uh, space fighter one. Here it is. Okay, you found it pretty quickly, but uh. <laughs> Oh yeah, let me show. Let me send this one as well for um, sort of getting a little bit more of the there. action bits in there because a lot of it is has to do with dodging right now. But I'm gonna throw that in there as well, and I'll grab mm-hmm. this from you, Pele, so I can look at this properly. So I can add this to um, our keep an eye on listing because mm-hmm. this sounds awesome. No, it, like, it got my attention because there's so many famous people are involved. It's like, oh, you you got my intrigued by that alone. That's about all I have to show for you guys on this one. Anybody, uh, you guys good? Mm-hmm. You guys happy? Good with the show? Good. All right. Then uh, we'll end it here. Um, we'll probably have a... <gasps> one more. Let me see. Oh, I got go one ahead. thing for everybody. All right, my bad. All right. So my buddy Chris, and you guys know I like to hype people up and try to get them to be better versions of themselves, right? My buddy Chris mm-hmm. uh, has a... Uh, a What's called a podcast that he listens to. It's by this guy Jeff Logan, who like lived out of his his car, went and became a professional bodybuilder, and still like kind of lived out of his car. Now he lives his like dream life, right? And his whole thing with his podcast is to like hype you up, yes, and like make you into a, the best version of yourself. And even like for atheists out there, right? <clears throat> like because he, he's Christian, but it's not a Christian mm-hmm. podcast, right? But uh, I mean, just listen to some of these quotes. Uh, like spirit gonna reward you with your faith, but you got to put in that work so you have faith in yourself. Like, I feel that, right? Like it's that kind of language. It hits hard. So uh, it's Jeff Logan's podcast. There's six episodes so far. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna share that. I'll put that on the Twitter, I believe. That's uh, if you want to hype yourself up and try to level up a little bit. Boom, there you go. Bada bing, I'm I'm out. That's that's all I got from this <laughs> week. I brought well, the energy. Next week I'll be a lot calmer. I'm, no, it's yeah. fine. Keep that same energy, bro. Uh, keep it all. Gotcha. Or if all you're the calm, it's fine. It'll work either way. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm. But yeah, I'm debating I'm next time I come here, I'm gonna come <laughs> drunk off my ass. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> I don't know about that, won't you? <laughs> Look, we're gonna close <laughs> out here. <at> the, <laughs> um, we're gonna have a selection from Shinobi. 
one more time. This one is going to be Thumper. Be on the lookout for that one at the end of the podcast as well, as well as the interview itself with Ritz. Uh, you guys have right. a good one. Goodbye, everybody. Enjoy your time. Bye, guys. Later. Have a wonderful night. interviews today we actually have a special guest we have ritz the creator of blazing dynamo yes and a couple other projects he's with us today really appreciate you coming out man uh thanks for having me but let's get into it uh how about we start with just getting to know a little bit more about you ritz tell us about yourself uh sure um really there's not a whole lot to say um i'm just kind of a guy (laughs) I don't. Uh, I didn't have any like formal training or anything like that. I didn't take any college classes or I just uh, a guy who liked to draw in high school. Um, that eventually re- led to me pursuing other creative interests, uh, dipping my toes in 3D modeling, getting better at that, uh, looking at game dev, messing with Unreal, uh, all the way until I'm here uh, at this intermediary point where I'm hoping to release a game. Uh, what is it? Aside from that, I've, of course, uh, been uh, been into games for quite a long time. Uh, definitely where I'd like to go with things. But, I mean, hey, we'll see. Uh, I'm making uh, Blazing Dynamo and the uh, Goblin game. That still needs a name I'm working on. Still both need... um, okay. uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, still both things uh, I'm very excited to work on. But my ultimate goal is I actually want to work on... Uh, action games, stuff like uh, Devil May Cry after this a lot. Okay, cool. That's actually even better, because I wanted to ask you about, um, well, my next thing was going to be, uh, what was your favorite video games? Uh, Obviously, a bunch of people were inspired by a bunch of different things. So what's uh, some of your favorite stuff that you mess around with or do you play? Yeah, yeah. Um, So I'm definitely, I guess, as like my first journal thing, I was definitely like a Nintendo kid growing up. Um, uh, you know, my brother had N64, GameCube, uh, what is it? It it came late, but the first console I had that I could call my own was a Wii. You know, I played stuff like Ocarina of Time, Smash Bros. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I did still play a good bit of uh, PS2 games as well, though. Uh, Kingdom Hearts was big. Um, really liked that, how that game, how it plays and everything. Uh, let's not talk about the writing. Um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Let's uh, yeah. Uh, within, I'd say the past, like uh, I guess after high school, I really started getting into again, like third-person action games and combat and all that. Mm-hmm. Not that I didn't play them still from the game, that like Kingdom Hearts, but like uh, Devil May Cry and Bandit, I didn't start getting into those until later. Uh, of course, Dark Souls didn't come out until like uh, the last couple of years of high school. I want to say stuff like that. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I generally just, uh, what is it? I don't know. I kind of play whatever falls into my lap though. Um, which is a lot of games now because I'm 
also uh, at that point where I just kind of hoard Steam games like uh, <laughs> a dragon. I definitely yeah, my... I've reached that point too. I yeah, definitely just started to to just be like, well, I mean, it's on sale and it looks kind of cool. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. <makes> sense. <laughs> Uh, I've got more games than I know what to do with at this point. Um, I just try to play things uh, when I can uh, get myself to. Uh, I finally played a, a short hike yesterday. It was a, f- a good experience. Fun, oh, okay. cozy game. Um, made in three months, which is really surprising. Um, I mean, I can totally see it, but ooh, still impressive. <laughs> um, um, I out something called Adios. That one's a cool one if you liked that. Yes, that's uh, Adios with Doc Squiddle, uh, I think is his name, has been popping up in my, my sphere a lot lately. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's a little steep, uh, 20 bucks for, you know, about, yeah. what is it, like an hour or two? Which, granted, I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, I need a game to be like, you know, 100 hours at 60 bucks. But that's just, that's still a lot. <laughs> For me yeah, right now it's definitely something uh, that you're gonna look at and be like maybe i wanna i'll get that on sale it'll be on the yeah list. yeah <laughs> again with how much stuff i got up i need to play still that i've bought like i just bought um what is it i spent 30 dollars on uh between deep rock galactic to play with some friends they kept bugging me about and well, that's um, actually perfect because my my squad uh some of the actual paper play action members have been playing that one a lot yeah um, yeah it's just it seems good easy to fall into it's a fun game yeah <laughs> Uh, and I also bought uh, Code Vein along with it. They were both on sale for like half off or something. So I'm like, yeah, okay. I've been wanting both of these for a bit. Um, yeah. How did you like Code Vein so far? Because uh, I definitely took my dive into it. And I enjoyed it, but it was a little strange to me so far. I have not touched it yet. Okay. <laughs> um, Fair enough. I'll tell you what thing I was into uh, recently. I need to pick it up with some friends again. Uh, Knockout City, did you try that one? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, we talked about uh, that one quite a bit. That one is fun. Yeah, that's that's a real sleeper hit. Um, I didn't expect that. I thought it looked pretty because you know when they had the infamous first trailer that has almost nothing to do with the game. Yeah. Um, I thought like okay, the, judging by the gameplay itself, they saw it looked alright. The, the concept seemed fun, but you get in there and it's it's actually really well thought out. Um, and it tackles something that I've uh, been really interested in as a design space lately of. Uh, Basically, um, what is it? I guess third person and like platforming combined with quote unquote shooting. Yeah. Um, I think uh, what is it? Between like I guess ranged and melee combat in platforming games, it makes a lot more sense to do ranged because you can do that basically without interrupting your platforming. That um, is true. Uh, but the issue with that usually is um whenever you're playing a game where you have to shoot things, aiming typically becomes a big, like most of the focus. Yeah. Um, and you can't really focus as much on actually doing the platforming and the jumping. Uh, and of course there's games that do things about that. Like again, knockout city where you just, it's not, it's mostly about just maneuvering. Uh, yes. There, there literally is no aiming. It's just, it's your, it just locks you on to whatever the closest person is. One of my uh, personal favorite games that uh, does that, um, is Mega Man Legends that one? Uh, yeah, being a classic yeah. of mine. Just you lock on, and aiming isn't really too much of a big deal. It's more so mm-hmm. about jumping around and moving around um, the enemy to make sure that they don't destroy you at any given point. So yeah, I definitely understand that one's actually very much in my wheelhouse of stuff of that I'm just kind of like extremely interested in. So when you yeah. say I'm trying to do a 
platformer where you get to aim but not really aim i'm like okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah attention even more so um what is it Mega Man legends is definitely something that's also been on my radar i've been meaning to at least try out at some point really appreciate its art i'd say that easily Same. Um, without having played it uh metroid it makes me think of metroid prime as well um that's the one that's on my radio that i always wanted to try but i just it's really difficult to get a metroid prime game to be honest (laughs) yeah yeah hopefully they at least port the trilogy forward uh again that'd be nice but if not hey you know that fuck us i guess (laughs) uh uh but yeah something in that area i'd like to still have a little bit more aiming than those games where it's just like lock on and forget i get that um but uh just something i've heard uh returnal as well um supposedly does do a very good job yeah where it's not really about like there is still aiming but it's still largely about just maneuvering so all that kind of stuff interests me um i'm really as, as well on the uh i'd also as well as stuff going even games like those i'd look to something like doom because i really all like how in that game you're incentivized to again always be moving and to get into the action get in up in the enemy's grill you're not just uh I was playing, um, not the new Ratchet and Clank, but the last one. Yeah. Um, just because I had it on my PS4, and I'm like, well, I can't play the new one, so I'll see how this is. That makes uh, sense. And I'm just like, uh, the gameplay here, it's you know, it's fine in like a popcorn kind of sense, but you really just kind of stand back and just fire at things, and you know, your gigantic, you know, crazy guns do all the work. <laughs> um, there's not really any need to ever do anything but stand as far as possible away and uh, just do that so i really like to do something where again like doom you get encouraged to get in there and melee the enemy for one reason or another um i'd like to like maybe still give you a launcher or uh i don't know i, I guess this is all just getting into pure hypotheticals and no, i, I haven't even talked just... about the game i'm working on yet <laughs> it's fine uh, based yeah. on everything no, yeah. you mentioned like me and you kind of think very similar when it comes to game design anyway um yeah, yeah. i definitely lean more towards the the action side rather than platforming but like mm-hmm. honestly the two go hand in hand um that's true having a character action game like Evil may cry without some form of thing to break up the action just yeah uh, it just doesn't really yeah work you need well. a little bit of, a little bit of downtime yeah so you need the downtime so you can appreciate the action and sometimes that platforming mm-hmm. is a really good downtime even though it could be the exact opposite of downtime <laughs> but yeah. it's just it gives Definitely you something else too to much. do so i totally yeah. totally understand what you're getting at with that and i yeah. personally love that kind of stuff so i can't i can't wait to see some of the stuff that you put out and some other people actually get the chance to but yeah tell us me too. <laughs> uh, tell us more about blazing dynamo actually just uh let's get into that one <laughs> so yeah sure um Blazing Dynamo. Uh, so I started working on Blazing Dynamo. Um, I guess like a year and a half now, on and off, um, or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just uh, I had, again touched game dev a little bit before then. I had made models. I had messed with the Unreal Engine four. Um, but I never really got too far with it. Um, but I had played a game called MacBat 64. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's a little, little indie game. I'm not, but I'll definitely be checking it out. 
So um, basically, uh, it's a little, uh, it's a very short, a little bite-sized, like, throwback, like, rareware, basically, platformer. Okay. Um, and it's very, it's not a bad game, but it's very shallow. Um, it's more about the, the nostalgia trip than the actual, like, mechanics or anything. Um, okay. And I was like, man, I could make this. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> so I started working on Blazing Dynamo because um, I'm like I, I from what I did before I felt like I had a decent enough grasp on like at least making a character and I knew that uh, with the tools I had a platformer is like one of the simplest games I could make that I was would still be interested in because um, you know like some uh, tutorials are like oh you gotta you gotta make Pong first I'm like I don't care about Pong. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's probably still not necessarily bad advice, but uh, I'm very much a, a person of my whims, I guess, which is something I need to work on, and I've been trying to. Um, but I, if I'm going to be working on something, I need to be at least decently interested in it. Um, so I started making Blazing Dynamo, um, and I just... It's just uh, stuff I thought would be interesting. Um, the... Uh, like, the main character um, is a little robot, because I was just like, oh, man, uh, what would be cool? What do I like? I'm like, well, I could try to make, like, a like a fish character or something, but I'm like, okay, people are probably going to want me to, like, make swimming mechanics, and that sounds like a headache. <laughs> um, so my next thought was, okay, well, I like robots. There's not really a lot of robots in, like, uh, platformers that I could think of at the time. Um, You're not wrong. I think the only yeah. one I could possibly think of is uh, Chibi Robo, and that's, like, the only yeah. one that comes to my head honestly. um recently there's uh what is it there's been of uh, astro's playroom with that them, is true um who actually shares the same like design aesthetic as uh bucket which is the the character the main character of blazing dynamo but there's also been uh just if you look in the indie space there's been several other games that have basically robot characters which is fine i'm cool with it i'm all for it uh but hey Personally, uh, i really like to design a bucket so yeah it's fine it's all good uh, i think uh, i think everyone's a fan uh buckets in a very uh honestly that's uh, i guess that's another decent place to go from there um i'd say if i'm anything as an artist like specifically i'd probably put myself down as a character designer okay. um and that's very, very much yeah how i think of basically like every aspect when i'm creating something first i'm like okay what is the main character who are they what do they do how do i make a world around that um and obviously i don't necessarily like the idea like when you get into it in the world is created i don't like it feeling like everything revolves around the main character necessarily but that's a whole another thing about writing and fucking world building but as far as like where i start that's where i go um so i'm just like okay i'm making a robot and she's bucket and she looks like this i like blue i like uh conti so i like tv heads um i like uh i like robots that are very like um i guess kind of almost organic like they having moving uh like uh robotic parts just kind of having like a like a soft cloth or like plastic implied on top um very natural shapes and that's that's a bucket's just uh, full of a bunch of things that i like like in that sense she's very she's not a very complicated design but i think she works well enough um uh, a lot of people uh point to different influences on her some of which are accurate some of which are not um 
why don't you tell Thank us you. then? Because that's actually was going to be my next question, which was um, what inspired some of your um, character designs specifically, sure. since we're already talking about Bucket. With yeah. Bucket. <laughs> um, like I said, uh, Conti is a big one, which no one's actually pointed to yet. Um, that's uh, the robot, the main robot from the original, uh, Fully Cooly. Yep. <laughs> Um, I was trying to remember where I heard that name from. I was like, yeah, the moment you said Fully Cooly, I was like, yeah. see, there it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's one of my, uh, he's definitely one of my favorite robot designs. Um, I just uh, really like his shapes. I, I like his uh, his character. He's um, really up there for me as well. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, um, when I saw Bucket, I actually did think of Conti, but I couldn't think of his name, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bad uh, problem with that, with names, so... But that's, definitely, that's I, I saw the the Kati designs for sure. Yeah, um, Chibi Robo, I feel like is one of those ones that was like kind of subconscious, but wasn't like an active choice. Um, I've seen, I know, I knew about Chibi Robo before, and once I <laughs> drew the tail, I'm like, oh yeah, that's kind of Chibi Robo. But it was just kind of a general. Well, I I've seen plug tails on like a lot of robots, just like on Twitter and stuff, just general like artist things, right? Yeah. Um, and I thought, okay, well, this would probably make a good, like, uh, uh, you know, I could have her use this, like, for an attack or something or to open doors and stuff like that. I even, my mind wandered in a similar space about, like, uh, what is it? Uh, mechanics, where I'm like, I, I toyed with the ideas of, like, okay, well, maybe she has uh, this tail, so she has to, like, plug into a wall and, like, get power or she turns off, which is basically literally how chibi robo works and i decided it's not really what i wanted to do because that kind of turns into more of like a puzzle game at that point yeah um, i can understand that and i also don't really want to limit the player in that sense um especially with some of the stuff that you do in the game it looks uh, yeah yeah i've uh, i've definitely kind of adopted the idea of like yeah i'll just kind of let you break the game over your knee once you get to grips with the mechanics um <laughs> Uh, when it seems like that is something that it's hard to tell when you're making these things, um, but that does seem to be something that will take people some time. So I should at least have, uh, whenever I get back to it, uh, a few levels <laughs> of people just playing the game like a normal platformer before they go nuts. Uh, what is it? Uh, I, I like, um, it's just, I feel like it's kind of an old anime thing, uh, in general, the, uh, mm -hmm. the kind of a hat with like a, a metal plate on the front. You're um, not wrong, yeah. But I, I like it though. It is. Yeah. It's always a good aesthetic. Yeah, I, I think of uh, like the first one that comes to my mind is the uh, from like Terry Bogard in the anime. See, um, I was thinking, I was actually thinking the same thing. So it was yeah, yeah. Exact but same I've page heard, on that one. <laughs> yeah, but I've heard like, oh man, it's like, uh, it's like quote, and I'm like, oh yeah, I guess quote cave story did have a hat like that too. They do. Uh, but I think that's just uh us pulling from the same spot at that point um and aside from that bucket definitely has just kind of that uh i don't know exactly what to call it but it's the aesthetic of like i guess like approachable nice house robot um yes definitely. you've seen you've seen like stuff like uh eve from wally you know is made to look like that mm -hmm. uh and indeed it just pulls from as well uh hair in my mouth uh, robots in like the few robots that we do have in real life, um, a lot of them have a similar look. Like uh, I think Azimo is his name, or Azimov, something like that. Yeah. Um, one of the uh, the early uh, 
Japanese robots, I think. Yeah, uh, it has a very similar look. He looks kind of like an astronaut looking at him again. Have you seen him before? <laughs> yes, I have. I've seen him like once or twice. Yeah. He's definitely has a very... I, I would agree with the astronaut aesthetic. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, just the whole look of... Uh, and hell, what is it? That movie came out. Uh, Mitchell's in the Machines. Yes. Where their robots also oh, have... Basically yeah. have like screens, yes. Yeah, it's a very basic, just, you know, like, simplified white outer shapes without any much exposed machinery, uh, combined with typically a black screen face. It's a very um, well, well-known. well And, of course, uh, again, like I said, it's Astro on Astro's Playroom. Also looks like that, even uses blue as a secondary color. Um, of course, where Bucket stands out is, uh, she. that's her baseline, but then she has some other features. She has the blue kind of sweater thing. Um, she has her, uh, her hat as well. And, uh, so the robot antenna thing is a trope you see a lot with them where they have like the two like ear thingies kind of, you know, yeah. um, uh, and I, I gave her that at first, but, uh, for whatever reason, I was like, well, let me like try erasing one of them. Uh, and I actually liked it way more. The, the asymmetry, um, I think it gives think a good bit of character. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to picture I, her with both and it's just kind of like. It works, but uh, the asymmetry yeah. just gives her a bit more identity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then finally, there's the... Uh, I don't know exactly what to call them still, like the actuators, the dampeners, whatever. The little, like, orange or uh, golden things on her uh, arm or her back and legs that pop out. Yes. Uh, those ended up being really key. Because uh, at first, again, it was just something I liked. Uh, same with the plug, actually. And I was just like, okay, they'll be there, and they might do something... Uh, a little bit like maybe after you move around a lot they'll like pop out and go Shh. and it's like uh like it's uh cooling her down um yeah, that i thought more and i'm like well i want something for this game to have its own unique mechanic um and i didn't have something that was like smart like the hat <laughs> <laughs> um well smart and varied like mario's hat uh let's say um so I'm like, I want something that's, I guess, relatively easy for me to do, but still is kind of its own idea. Um, after toying around with it a bit. Um, so, did you ever play a ukulele? I did. I actually um, messed around quite a bit with the ukulele. I never actually got the chance to finish it, though. But I will yeah. say I got pretty, probably like a couple levels in. A couple worlds, I should say. Yeah. Um, I only played uh, a little bit of it, and I'd, uh, you know, I'd, I'd heard people talk about it a bunch. But uh, one of the things that is, I guess is contentious with some is the stamina meter, right? Because yeah. um, people are like, I don't want to be limited in what I can do. Um, I hate having to, what is it? Uh, excuse me. Um, like wait for my ability to sprint again, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. And to a degree, it makes the, it makes sense because obviously, if you're not okay with the player breaking everything, sometimes you want to limit what they can do at one time. Or and as well, I know you can also uh, just collect what is it like butterflies, right, to refill them, which is it's basically more of a modernization of when Banjo Kazooie had just you collect like all the different like ammo types for every ability and thing you can yeah. do, um, which you know makes sense in a collectathon. Uh, uh, in a very straightforward kind of way, but I don't like it. It'd be, it'd be like to me putting like, okay, you can have a stamina meter in an action game, right? You think Dark Souls, yeah? 
Yeah. Uh, and it makes a lot of sense in that context. But if you put a stamina meter in Devil May Cry, it fucking... Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say it ruins the game, but it completely changes the type of game it is now. Definitely. Um, it just throws and that's, you off. And you're like, yeah. You're, you're like, I just want to... I just Yeah, you're like, I just want to go. I just want to keep doing the thing I do. I want to do combo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 do big combo. Um, I don't want to be told I have to stop now. So I thought of it uh, like that. I'm like, okay, well, maybe um, I could have something sort of like Devil May Cry or a uh, or a fighting game where um, the more you do stuff, you like you have your base moves at all times. And the more you do things, you will fill up a bar. And once that bar is full, you can use it to get uh, a bonus. Um, you know, in the case of Devil May Cry, you get Devil Trigger, where, yeah. you know, you're just stronger all around, you get health regen, that kind of thing. And Street Fighter, you get a super move. Um, and that's basically what I put into this game. Um, and that's where my, uh, the, the connected with the, uh, the dampeners, I suppose. Uh, okay. because that whole thing. I was thing... wondering about that because, yeah. um, I was seeing you do some really crazy stuff as far as platforming when, uh, looking through it originally. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was always curious. I was like, is he just going to have this happen all the time where he could just do this yeah. level? And um, the idea that the meter is what kind of controls that just a little bit, where it's like you have your yeah. base moveset, and mm-hmm. the better you do, the more you do, the more you can do in the air while you move about. It's actually yeah. uh, it's almost ingenious game design yeah. on, on your <laughs> I think it's um, really cool. The The closest thing I can actually think to point to now that I've made it and I've put it all together um, mm-hmm. it's actually Tony Hawk. Yes. Okay. Um, that works. Yeah. The only difference is that, like in Tony Hawk, when you get your special move uh, or your special meter, you can do as many special moves as you want until you crash, basically. Mm-hmm. And then you get one, and it's and it's used up. Um, but yeah, uh, it's uh, it's got a bunch of stuff in there to try and make the, the player uh, uh, reward certain things and make the player actually use it. Like it actually times out after about like. 20 to 30 seconds yeah. uh, i don't remember the exact uh thing especially because i worked on the other game um but yeah if you don't use it for like 20 to 30 seconds it'll start a uh, countdown it's like a like an audible like beeping uh and then at the end of it it'll just uh they'll uh ex- extend out and like remember how i mentioned like having like steam pour out like it's cooling off it does that yes. um Okay. Uh, so that's just there to make sure the players and like, oh, well, I don't, I want to save it, you know. It's like my special move, because it's like it's not. <laughs> if you're doing you things right, yeah, yeah. If you're doing things right, it's not that hard to get at all. You can get full meter in less than ten seconds if you're moving around properly. Um, so I, I, but I also know it's very easy to forget about. So I put a bunch of things like now. Initially, it was just the bar filled up, but now when you have enough meter, um, enough heat call it the heat gauge uh you know there's this big uh bright uh flash of orange on the character and there's this loud sound effect like hey you've got your got your juice you're ready to go he's like you can do it right now go (laughs) yeah um and aside from that to complement this um i've basically given the character uh just about every move i can fit on a controller uh, at this current juncture her base things include, so she has a, you know, of course, a jump, a dive, um, an attack, a sprint button, a crouch, um, uh, and a taunt button, as well as the, uh, the way it works, uh, the, um, 
the heat gauge is you have just if you press LB on a controller and you have enough, uh, it'll make the next move you do where it's available. Uh, it'll make that the empowered version of it. Okay. Um, so if you just do LB and jump, you get a big jump. If you do LB and double jump, you get a big double jump, uh, a big dive, a big whatever. Uh, and there's also some other more niche uses, like if you've already exhausted your double jump, but you still have enough meter, you can't, you won't go as high as if you planned properly and did a super double jump, but you mm -hmm. can still get a triple jump, which will help save you. Um, or uh, so I have. Uh, I don't know if you saw the GIF where she kind of bounces back up after she hits the ground. The Yukemi. Oh yeah, oh. I did yeah. see that. I would. I actually noticed that, and I was like, wow, he put a fighting game slash No Man's Sky move just straight up. Yeah, yeah. I, was like, oh, wow. uh, I, al I always think of Beautiful Joe just because that's where the concept was introduced to me and also where it was first called Ukemi. True. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, uh, if you do that, it'll regain your meter from... Because uh, when, you, when you bonk on a wall or hit an enemy, you lose a good chunk of it, and you lose your combo. Um because yeah, I didn't even bring up combo yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you bonk, you you lose your meter. But if you kind of meet it with proper timing, you get it back. Um, and if you have enough meter, like if you, basically if you have a full bar and you bonk, uh, say you're trying to get up to a ledge or something, right? But you mess mm -hmm. it up or you hit some spikes. Uh, you can actually do an aerial ukemi, which usually you have to hit the ground. Uh, but you can save yourself in midair with this um, and kind of get, because it restores your double jump and your dive again. So... Uh, this has another option. Um, uh, so yeah, and the combo meter works kind of like, uh, I guess like also like Devil May Cry or even Smash Bros, where if you do the same moves over and over again, there's big diminishing returns. Um, but doing different definitely, things will definitely get you yeah. more results, better yeah. results. Yeah, you want to keep it buried. Um and be also be moving in the air. If you stay on the ground for too long, it uh, it you don't lose meter, but it times out your combo. Um, your multiplier, maybe rather, is a better way to put it. Uh, but yeah, I've definitely even had, and this was after I implemented it. I've had people like my friends they play test it, and they're like, "Oh, I want meter, so I'm just gonna ground pound over and over." And I'm like, "That doesn't work. <laughs> you can't. You gotta you gotta do something else, bro. I'm sorry." I would love um, to. I would love to actually play test this. It sounds super fun, honestly. Um, I can look into that. Okay. Um, Definitely give it a shot. See what yeah. I can mess around with on this one. Um, everything you have mentioned has sounded nothing but good times to me, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> super fun. I mean, yeah. I, uh, I don't know how to say it without like sounding a little like tooting my own horn here, but everyone that's played it has really enjoyed it so far, um, oh, and I do too. I spent sense. a lot of time just you know messing around with the game, um, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. I mean, you're fine. The way I see it is when you have a good idea for a video game, um, you kind of know it's sometimes you just kind of know it's good. Like you you see it and you see how people react to it, and you're like, yeah, okay, this is. This is good. Like people, people are gonna like this. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, me, it's uh, like you definitely got that here. <laughs> Thank you. Um. Uh, let's see. Uh, I've also been talking about. I guess to finish up on the mechanic, because the actual things she can do in support of this, uh, this thing that's asking you to be buried in your move set. Uh, basically, if I just go list them off, uh, you can jump, you can double jump. Uh, you've got your classic Mario like side flips and triple jump. Mm -hmm. um 
you've got your dive. You can cancel your dive like hat in time so you don't hit walls. Um, and also gives you a little bit of air. Uh, uh, if you uh, dive, uh, or if you uh, if you land with your dive, you'll go into a slide. And if you jump right as soon as you land on it, you go and you do a, uh, like you bounce up and do a quick recovery and gain speed. Uh, there's, um, I'm trying to remember everything. Uh, you have your attack, which can be used in the air. Uh, and also, like, you'll kind of get a hover out of it for the first one. I have seen that. I've seen you messing around with that before. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that's actually perfect. You get, like, a little spin that just gives you just that little bit of extra yeah. if you need it. Yeah, I'm also... If anyone's making a platformer and you give your character a melee attack, please make it, like, big. <laughs> what he wants to, like, get up, like... Nobody uses the punch combo in, like, Mario or Banjo, you know? You always just dive into the enemy or jump on them. Yeah. Uh, so if you're gonna give yourself give the character a melee attack, please make it give it substantial range so it's actually usable. Um, you have uh, yeah, you have a a dash attack if you're running while if you attack while running. If you dash attack off a ledge, you ledge cancel it into a mini long jump, which also there's a long jump I forgot if you jump while sprinting. Um, you have wall jump, you have a side wall jump, which is like the wall jump, but it sends you forward more. It's better for mm -hmm. conserving momentum. Um, you've got your hover, which is the only thing that uses your heat gauge as like, it like eat, actively eats into it by itself. Yeah. Um, uh, Cause I don't great. want, I, the hover is basically like a, like a safety net button. Um, I don't want people to just like, hover everywhere i feel like it's kind of uh I, I guess kind of like a momentum killer um yeah. it doesn't have to be literally if you don't make it as such but i i i guess it just kind of uh removes what little challenge there is in trying to land on a platform sometimes um or i it's, guess what's therefore if you need it but not if if you really want to do the cool stuff like if yeah. you're really enjoying this you want to yeah do everything else besides like you can use hover yeah. here and there but you really want to do everything else yeah yeah um what it's more there for is honestly to just act as another modifier um because <laughs> if you're hovering um or if you press the hover button so it doesn't start draining your uh your heat until about like uh like a third of a second in so you have a little bit of free time every time you jump mm -hmm. uh, and you can use that to if you do hover and a jump and you haven't used your double jump you do a backflip in the air, which gives you more height, but not as much forward distance, so you can't travel as much ground, but situationally, it's better. <laughs> uh, if you do an attack with a hover, uh, you actually do a dive kick, um, which is sort of like a homing attack, except the home. Uh, okay. And if you do a dive out of it, you do a ground pound, which is a ground pound. <laughs> it works like you think it would. Um, <laughs> You can also get a special jump out of the ground pound, and fuck, I, I could probably keep going for a bit here. Uh, I do. This is probably one of the. Uh, oh, I'm. Uh, I'm still on the fence on whether or not I want to give you everything right off the bat. Um, That's fair. I, I think, I, especially because I think a lot of people won't use them. I honestly might just put in like a cheat code or something for if you do, just sort of like give me everything. Um, but if not, um, I want to have kind of a. Not the skill tree, but kind of like Nier or Kingdom Hearts, how they have like an ability point system and you can just set things on or off. That actually would um, be really cool for this game. Just like yeah. maybe, maybe a chip system where it's like, okay, yes, so you have yes. this, this, and this. Very as similar. As opposed to 
and everyone has like their own platforming loadouts yeah. almost. That actually yeah. kind of cool. Just to mess yeah. around, people can have their uh, own styles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by end game, I definitely like to basically let everyone have all the all the main stuff. But I'd also like to put a bunch of other, uh, I, I guess, just um, much more optional stuff in the chips, like uh, quality of life features, like uh, automatically using um, stuff like triple jump if you're if you try to jump a third time or auto chemi. Um, okay. Uh, or like. Uh, UI things being able to I like how in near automatic you could slot out UI segments <laughs> to get more combat yeah. stuff if you wanted to. Um and other other little ideas I'm sure I could put in there. I haven't really thought too much about what I'd put in for like extra chips because I'm just kinda focused more on the core gameplay. I get that. Um uh but yeah. Um I would definitely think of I mean, personally I would say uh Maybe not time stop inherently, but time slow. Just depending uh, on what you might be doing in maybe. an environment would be a fun one. I'm not <laughs> sure how I'd implement that is the only thing. Oh, no. It's just a suggestion. Yeah, by all means. Oh, I but... gotcha. I guess it could be something you could do environmentally. <laughs> mm-hmm. As far as level mechanics, I, I am a way more uh, bone dry on ideas. <laughs> I mean, I could think of stuff, but I have not put nearly as much time into it. Um, uh, I, I could talk on a random direction why don't you give me your next question if you have one <laughs> oh no well I mean, I'm, honestly the next thing i was gonna ask about is your other project the goblin game i know a lot of people have been seeing that one a lot and uh sure does not have a name correct if i'm correct or it does um the so it doesn't have an actual name the last name i was sitting on was sun stealer 7 okay um uh but yeah out of curiosity uh, why the seven <laughs> <laughs> uh that's why (laughs) (laughs) um i always liked the idea i i the the very stupid idea of putting numbers in titles that imply like a long lineage but actually is not the case at all (laughs) um one of my favorite is there's a little game called strength of the sword ultimate okay yeah you hit the exact uh but the you're talking about that one big because uh that was one that uh not lost to my childhood, but I definitely had to come back and reintroduce some friends to that one for sure. And was like, look at this. Look at how cool it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad that came out on PC. I remember, like, I just, uh, you know, like, a couple, of, like, last year or something. I, I just found it. I'm like, oh, this actually did come out. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a there's a game called Strength of Sword Ultimate. People might, uh, any listener might be wondering, how is that relevant? Well, it's actually, like, an upgraded port of the original game. Uh, the first in the Strength of the Sword series called Strength of the Sword, Sword 3, 3. Yep. which I thought <laughs> was amazing. Hilarious. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, but there's also slight uh, possible in-game impl- uh, implications there, which I won't get into now because that stuff's all very much just soup in my brain that I'm trying to sort it out. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so basically, as Blazing Dynamo got further ahead, I'm like, okay, so this character's moveset is pretty bonkers, right? Uh, yeah. And while I am fine with the uh, people potentially breaking levels, I still want to be able to design better ones for this. And I think I won't be able to do that at my current juncture, at least without wasting a lot of time throwing stuff out. Uh, and in general, just the stuff I want to do for the game, uh, again, art, plot, uh, environment, character, all that stuff. I think it's a little <laughs> too ambitious for where I'm at right now. So either I scale it back or I do something else. Um, so I'm like, okay, I'll try doing something else.
thoughts. And I don't want to throw out all the things I've learned so far making this game, and I want there to also be carryover. Um, so I'm like, I'll just do a different 3D platformer with a different moveset. Uh, yeah. So that's why I'm here. And I'm hoping to have this done with, like, I don't want to say within a year because I can't necessarily spend, like, all the time on it. And also, I, I just... Uh, have a hard time always getting myself to work on these things in this current stage where I'm by myself basically doing it as a hobby, right? Yeah. No money involved. Um, but I, I'll say within a year's of wor worth of work, I'd like to get this game done. I want it to be fairly short. Um, uh, ideally, having environments that are much more akin to something like Mario 3D World where they're very basic and blocky, but still with a you know, pleasant art style and enough personality and unique props where possible. Um maybe like a couple hours in length uh or even less i don't know um we'll see what I, what feels right uh something that's very fun but short that yeah more games need to be like that anyway sometimes so it yeah helps. okay short hike very good uh bite-sized experience three months uh when my big oh god sorry no problem <laughs> i hiccup okay. and burp when i'm nervous <laughs> <laughs> it's all uh, fine it's all fine uh but yeah uh so i'd like to do something like that um okay so that's where that happened as for i guess the character herself um why uh why it's a goblin uh just a similar i don't quite remember how the conversation itself came up but one <laughs> night me and a bunch of friends were like you know there's just almost there's just like no games where you can actually play as a little goblin um of any description and when I looked into it, and you know, we looked, we had fucking looked at like, oh, here's like top ten goblins you could play, and it's like, it is like a minion in like a, like an like an RTS or something, or like very <laughs> obscure things, um, not really too much where it's like a main draw. So I'm like, yeah, that I think might the be the only fun. one for me that comes to mind is like the sticks games. Where yeah, I think that stealth was goblin. And it's like okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's a very rare prospect. Um, Usually an enemy type, not a main protagonist. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what is it? Um, I thought they fit the uh, the mold for a platformer well, being you know fairly squat. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? Sure, I'll go with that. Um, I had been kicking around some other ideas, but I ended up settling on that one. Um, I think a good part of it is there's nothing. Uh, uh, there's no expectation going in with that, so I'm free to just kind of make up whatever I want. Um, as far as like a uh, move set or something like that, yeah, um, it's definitely just having a little bit of carryover from Bucket, but not nothing too much. And you're just kind of yeah, like, yeah. All right, we'll just uh, see what things go as far as making that one. Yeah. Um. So for inspiration for uh, I guess I'll start with design first. Um, I do like her design oh, as well. So yeah. Well, don't get too attached because I've, I've already changed it again because I'm a very <laughs> fickle artist. Uh, here's actually where she's at right now. Um, so currently she's kind of more of like a – she started off as like a thief. I'm like, okay, where do I take thief? Because that's – like a Western thief is kind of very – I guess it doesn't have like too many like strong like tropes associated with it. Just like a big cloak and dagger kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like it's not – as much to play off of, I was like, again, I went towards more of a ninja vibe. Um, but uh, I guess uh, the ninja design felt very 
obvious to me than what I actually did with it. Which is why I tried to get really weird with the colors, if you saw the last post of her. Um, I did. I did. Definitely yeah. some stranger colors. I think they look good, but definitely yeah. different. <laughs> Uh, but I've messed with it again, where she's kind of somewhere in the middle of, like, a ninja and a jester. Um, okay. I actually really like that one. That one's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm hoping it resonates with people. I think especially in-game, uh, the uh, the giant hat might look a little weird to some. Like, oh, it's kind of goofy. Uh, I'm like, yeah. That's a good aesthetic, though, to be yeah. honest. Uh, I think it works. Um, and, again, in-game, it might need some tweaking, especially because the hat's very... It's very big and long, like the scarf, but it's also got like circumference. So when it like flips out when she's doing physics shit, it's like, oh, okay, it's, <laughs> it's going kind of crazy. Um, I am finding out more and more about how to make the physics behave better, though, like every week. So that's good. More tricks. Um, the hat is kind of taken from an old character design that I basically wasn't using for anything. So I'm like, well, if that's just going to rot, I really like this. So I'm going to try and port it, like, I guess, port it forward to this character instead. I understand. Um, There's definitely yeah. some things where I'm just like, man, I'm not going to use this here, but I really like it. I think I could use it on someone that's like, maybe yeah. has a little bit of a weaker character design or something, and maybe it's just yeah, not implemented. Yeah. I offer yeah. that. <laughs> um, and hey, there's also not a ton of games where you can play as a jester, except for, of course, Spark the Spark Electric the, Jester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that being um, the only one I can think of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, 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 what is it? Uh, wildly ambitious project, especially for one dude. Uh, props to him for getting out a game and then a, a Sonic Adventure 2 clone, of uh, which there are, I think, zero um, <laughs> aside from it. Uh, and then making another one. Uh, yeah, he's uh, currently he's, uh, working on 3, right? Three yeah, is yeah. For like, uh, Xbox and something else? I think it's also coming to PC. Uh, but yeah, Lake Feppard, I think. Very much huge props to that guy. For uh, sure. Uh, I guess aside from that, as for her, what kind of where this started off from. So I had originally, um, what was it? Right before I made this game, I was playing the Shovel Knight DLCs, um, which is <laughs> okay. not something I had played before. And I'm like, I really like how for King Knight and Spectre Knight, their movesets are fairly limited, but they still design very you know fun levels around them. Um, so the initial version of the goblin, I currently, uh, was calling her Kaz, um, at the moment, or Kaz, I can't say on pronunciation, uh, but then, like, what is it, um, this, this Tekken DLC for Smash dropped, and everyone, and then Kazuya is the thing, and people shorten his name to Kaz, so I'm like, oh, maybe that's, hmm. <laughs> like, maybe not the, maybe we'll change that. Maybe yeah, that we'll, was, was kind of lukewarm on the name, so maybe I'll keep shopping around. Fair enough. Um. For the time being, I'll just, for shortened sake, has. Uh, but yeah, uh, so her initial moveset was very much just kind of a, a 3D clone of King Knight. Um, okay. Uh, where, because King Knight has uh, his dash, or I guess his bash, um, which can, if you press the button again, it cancels into a roll. And then if you press the. Uh, what is it? If you bash into something, you will bounce up into a twirl, and then you can continue bouncing from there, kind of like if you're spinning in, like, Mario World. Mm -hmm. um, and they do a lot of smart and cool stuff with that. So I'm like, okay, uh, maybe I could work with that as a jumping-off point. So I did. Um, 
I initially even tried to give her a shoulder bash still, but I'm like, I feel like her character design doesn't quite support this. So I went for a kick, because she's got relatively longer legs. Um, True. And that that reads a lot better, especially with the uh, the effect now. Uh, and yeah, she kicks, and then she bounces up, and she turns into the weird Sonic Ball. Um, and uh, yeah, but I wanted a little bit more. So I'm like, okay, one thing I think is really important in 3D platformers um, is the ability to, especially if you can go fast, is the ability to stop yourself uh, in midair. Yes, that um, is probably the most important thing. Yeah. Um, obviously, with just the control stick, you can do it. But sometimes you want to be like, all right, I want to stop right here, which is usually the purpose the ground pound serves. Um, uh, but for her, uh, I have it act as... I wanted you to be able to stop a kick in midair if you wanted to. And granted, I've run into very few situations so far where I want to do that. Um, but it's there if you want it. I mean, to be fair, I also don't ground pound a lot to stop myself as, like, Mario. Yeah. But it's good to have it when you need it. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I wanted to be able to stop, cancel out of your own your kick move. Uh, because it does carry you a fair distance. Um, so I'm like, okay, I've added this kind of backflip she does uh, where it stops your momentum. And if you double tap or hold the button, she will then go and actually do the the stomp kick, the ground pound equivalent. So I've I've kind of decoupled those two functions from each other. Um, okay. Uh, but then there's also a bunch of other little things. Uh, of course, I added the uh, hat in time has its. You can uh, you can wall jump, but you also have that little like scamper she does. Yes, um, the little scramble. Yeah, and I thought, okay, well that seems like a good way to kind of help differentiate her from Bucket. Um, so I added that in, and it felt good. It, it really lent itself, the wall running really lent itself to, like, the kind of, again, like, ninja thief vibe, I think. Yeah, I definitely uh, noticed that when looking at it. It was just very... Yeah. She definitely kept a more thief-style aesthetic, just much with her design, but even with her movement. Yeah. So when I yeah, saw it, I was yeah. like, okay, I like this. Yeah, it almost yeah, reminded she... me a lot of um, Sly Cooper, the Sly Cooper games. Yeah, Sly Cooper, Sly Cooper is a very interesting game to me. Um, I need to play more of it. I played it way back in the day. Uh, I don't remember a whole lot. But it's one of the only, A, it's one of the only stealth platformer games. That is um, true. And B, it's also one of the only games to play on the Gentleman Thief trope, as a friend of mine has pointed out to me a couple times now. Oh, it's really interesting to think about. The only other ones I can kind of think of are, I think, Trilby? By Yahtzee. Yeah. Um, and I guess and, um, Persona, right? Like the Yeah, to an extent, yeah, Persona 5. Yeah. Um, but there's not a lot of games that utilize that. And this isn't going to be one of them either. <laughs> but I'm just putting it out there. Um, just in uh, case someone wanted to, definitely yeah. look into it. <laughs> I don't know what the status of a, of a Sly, what is it, like a Sly 6? What are they at, 5? I think it would be 5. I don't know. Uh, yeah, don't know especially now that uh, Toys for Bob has been uh, cannibalized. Um, True. So, eh. uh, but yeah, uh, she's got the 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 uh, the upwards wall run was very nice. And if you've been keeping up, she I also just gave her the the sideways wall run. Um, yes, I did see which, that, and I, which, I saw that and was immediately like, yes. Yes, I, yes. I like my wall runs in video games. We like our <laughs> <of> Persia's. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, it's very important to me that when, when putting these in that I don't want to also have just like a lot of games that will give you, especially like bigger budget games when you can do like wall runs and all that cool stuff. You're very limited where you can actually do them. Mm-hmm. Um, like like take the new Ratchet. You can wall jump and wall run. Yeah. In the designated yeah. wall run sections with the wall run panels. And I'm like, that's a little, that's you know, same. Yeah. yeah. Like that's it's not... still, I like to do it still, but I don't really, it's not really a move I can do. It's something, you know, I'm following a script here. Yeah. Um, it's very important to me that I keep, again, your mo- you can have most of your moveset most of the time. There might be some spots where you can't wall run, uh, but that's going to be the exception and not the other way around. Um, mm-hmm. I feel that. I actually... Most, yeah. agree with that way more that you should just be able to do it on more things and then the ability yeah. to take away is better than the ability to just be like no only yeah. in this area yeah and if i want to have it be it's also very uh organic if i want to have that because right now it's just set up to basically you can only wall run on straight walls you know mm-hmm. um so if there's a wall that's not straight you're like oh okay that makes sense you know it's too tilted um at least i hope that it makes sense no that totally um, makes sense that's yeah. makes sense to me at the very least um but yeah there's uh there's a bunch of other little things uh so uh right now if you you can jump out of your dash uh and that'll give you uh kind of a longer jump um you can uh what is it i've added so in the air when you press the i i, I it's called the brake button currently um you do the back weapon if you hold it you do the ground pound on the ground uh you just do a crouch um okay uh, but I, I didn't want to put, give you like a, a 64 backflip necessarily or, or just, um, or just make that a good jump in and of itself. So I, I put, I put kind of a compromise, uh, it's sort of in between, um, uh, so I, I'm inspired a little bit here by, uh, another very small indie game being worked on, um, much like myself called Gigabit Labyrinth, um. Okay. But he is uh, when you, when you crouch, um, you you jump, you do like a mini jump, and mm-hmm. if you jump again after landing that, you do a, a super jump. It's kind it's kind of like a, a repurposed version of the triple jump, basically, um, with a more specific uh, input case. So I'm like, I'll just kind of do that sort of thing. So that's kind of how it works. Uh, <laughs> that's not um, bad. <laughs> bad though. Yeah, it's actually yeah, pretty we, pretty smart. Yeah, we, give and take um there's a and there's a difference between it and how say the triple jump works in buckets game and also something like mario where typically um if you do that kind of chain move um you basically you you have to keep doing the jump if you do anything else like if bucket does like a dive which is a double jump it breaks the chain basically and you lose the the triple jump uh but Mm -hmm. in this case uh after you do the initial jump you can actually do whatever else and you have until you touch the ground again to do the super jump um okay so if you do the mini jump and then you do a the dashing kick and then you do a wall run and then you like grab on the ledge when you then land after touching the ledge you can then still do the triple jump that you've like kind of set yourself up for earlier sorry super jump um and i think that might be fun um they can only they can only cause good things to happen if i (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, and i also added uh again uh 
you'll, you'll, I, I keep referencing other devs, and I feel like it's pretty, you know, just uh, indie devs to go back and forth inspiring one another. Um, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, yeah. game design is, even though it's being done by one person, yeah. it's all a bunch of people, especially yeah, in yeah. indie development, a bunch of yeah, people I've, kind of working together and yeah. brainstorming exactly uh, what how to fix certain problems or how to do certain things yeah every everything's a remix you know um but uh there's a game called arbiter <laughs> uh yes <laughs> yeah um, we talked about that one as well that one looks great <laughs> yeah yeah arbiter is very good um he he mad props to jordy um the dev uh he the initial demo for arbiter like yeah this is okay it shows some promise but you know it's still pretty rough around the edges the combat loop has like a big problem with the way the Ikaruga switching works and all that stuff. V has fucking mm-hmm. blown me away since then. The 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 way the game looked, it's a completely different game since the initial demo. And yeah. he I think he also says that. It, it, I cannot wait to get my hands on it. Same. Um, it looks incredible. Uh but uh he has a thing where with him, he also has a vertical wall run in his game. Um and when you reach the top, he just he doesn't actually grab the ledge, he just like jumps up and does a flip off of it. Um, and I'm like, that's really cool. And we even discussed it a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, I think I might implement something like that in one of these days. He's like, yeah, man, go for it. Um, not verbatim, but something along those lines. I don't quite remember. <laughs> but um, and I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm looking because I was looking to. Uh, I, I kind of dropped the goblin for a little bit to do with some other stuff. But I'm like, I want to get back to it. But I feel like I need to change something. I'm not really feeling it enough. Um, so I added this wall run. And I added this, uh, basically, if you when you're doing a vertical wall run, um, I, I differentiate them in-game as a wall run for up and down, a wall ride for sideways. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're doing a wall run, if you do it in like the first half of it, basically, you'll actually do the, uh, the jump flip up um, without ever actually stopping to grab the ledge. But if you get it like, if you get to the edge at the second half, then you'll... Just grab it. And it's not quite as much flow, but you still get to go up there. Um, but it feels really nice when you're able to hit like that flip and just keep going. Um, uh, but yeah, between these two things, the flow and the uh, the flow improved so much and the, wall, the gameplay possibilities from the wall run to the point where I'm like, I feel very comfortable going forward with this. Even though it's a much more loaded moveset than Bucket, relatively speaking, it's still pretty, pretty good about what you can actually do with it. Um, you can definitely get up to some shenanigans. Um, there's also a, what is it? So there's a, other little things like if you um, so you can cancel your dash into a roll, uh, like like uh, like King Knight in midair or on the ground. Okay. But if you uh, if you're in the air, uh, you can actually still typically you only get to like bounce off the uh, I guess the jump crystals or whatever you want to call them. I don't know what they're even going to be in the final game um i think they could work yeah but uh you, i think you can get it to work <laughs> <laughs> you can only bounce off them while you're dashing or doing a stomp those are your two options um but you can also get it off the the roll um which is kind of like a little secret thing to a kind of extend your distance on that mm-hmm. um and you can also during the roll you can jump out of that as well but it just gives you a normal jump but <laughs> If you, uh, what is it? If you jump right at the moment when you transition into a roll, you actually get a jump that is longer than the dash jump. Um, I don't oh. have a name for it, but she kind of does like this handspring. Uh, I haven't put a gif out either. Uh, and you get like a shit ton of distance. Um, 
it's a little tricky to pull off, but the timing is not too tight. I think it's like 0.12 seconds, which is like still like you know uh, reasonable eight frames or something. Like it's not mm -hmm. too tight. Um, uh, but yeah, that's there's there's a lot of stuff in there to still like break the game and get good uh, once you know. Also, even the little backflip, so it mostly does stop you, but you do get just a little bit of height, um, <laughs> just a little tiny bit. Just that a uh, little extra push. Yeah, and sometimes, sometimes I've been able to grab a ledge that I wasn't able to otherwise just with that. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, there's a bunch of little things you can do, uh, and yeah, uh, what is it? But there's a, there's um, there's a lot of like, obscure uh like platformers that didn't really get too much you know name and press, um, and uh, for various reasons, uh, it can also just be very hard to make it you know as an indie title as a, as a starting point, right? I mean, um, that's true, yeah. There's there's so much luck involved, um, but also um, I think a lot. Of, I I'm surprised how many games in both the indie and triple a scene aren't able to nail game feel um that is be true because i feel like game feel the only part of game feel that it can be expensive is character animation which even then if you know a little bit just about like anticipation or some just some squash and stress you can just throw in there and you work around your limitations. I still think you can work get something feeling pretty good. Um, I agree. But so many games just do not have proper game feel. And something that stuck with me since I've be begun doing this is um, uh, developing Mario 64. Um, mm -hmm. And how the first thing they did was they made sure that jumping and running around as like a gray box in gray, gray box environments was really fun. Um, and just getting that game feel right. Uh, and that's that very much carries me forward into what I'm doing right now. Um, is is the first thing I want. I want the game mechanics to look and feel pretty good. Doesn't have to be 100, percent but I want shit to be tight. Uh, and I think I'm pretty. I I I'm very unsure about a lot of things of game development going forward still, but mm. I'm pretty confident in saying I make a game that at least plays good. Um, it looks like it does. Everything. Yeah. You've talked about almost the entire yeah. time has been <laughs> honestly just tight controls um yeah yeah it could only I, work if it felt tight so yeah i can only uh assume on that one but that i mean it's cool <laughs> yeah everything yeah. you've done with it is and i agree i completely agree with you it's like a lot of game developers nowadays don't really get that feeling right yeah and i mean based like technical wise you describe what should just be a really tight platformer regardless like it yeah. kind of requires it to be tight if you want to do yeah. some of the things that you do so, and it... Sorry. but i think I, I do agree with you on that one that was that was very true yeah. you've made pretty solid platformer i think a lot of people will probably like this whenever you decide to fully put put out your babies <laughs> yeah I, I hope so um like i said there's definitely a lot of stuff i am a lot less sure about like uh, you know, level design, environments, and like pacing, um, bug fixing, all that junk. Uh, even menus, I'm scared of. Uh, <laughs> from what I've done, they've, they're they're kind of a pain to get working. Uh, at least in Unreal, uh, with what I've used so far. Specifically, <laughs> uh, controller, uh, con uh, control, I guess, control navigation. That would be the words. Um, 
I don't know why it's such a pain in the ass. You'd, you'd think it'd be more intuitive, um, but it's kind of I not. Think, I think it'd be easier. But anyway, um, <laughs> I guess um, I guess my final question to you um, would be: What would your advice be to anyone who wants to get into game design? Because you do it as a hobby, but wants to get into game design but might be struggling um, or just doesn't know how. What would your advice be since you've You've honestly gotten pretty far with what you've already made, and that's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's honestly nothing to shake a stick at. It's really good. So, uh, what would your advice be? I don't know if I'd say I've gotten far in terms of, like, I guess the grand scheme of things. But I guess, <laughs> uh, again, there's a lot of stuff I don't feel really qualified to give advice for. Um, uh, I guess one thing is... Um, most people want to make games that are somehow inspired by other games. If you want to make something that's like a platformer or an action game, please just like keep playing other games while you make your game, especially in the formative periods. Cause it's like, Oh, <laughs> how do I make my game feel good? Like there's been so many people talking about like juice and like, you know, uh, favoring the player and all kinds of things mm -hmm. uh, on how to make things like feel good and play better. It's really, it's not a, it's a science at this point. People have quantified that shit. Um, and again, there's just this barometer. Like I went back and I played like Mario Odyssey and uh, had in time a bunch, all just trying to figure out <laughs> how to get stuff to feel good. Um, uh, like little things that they do, like, okay, when Mario, it, when I want to wall jump as Mario, what considerations do they take? It's like, okay, well, if you're moving into a wall, then you'll wall jump. If you're pre if you're not moving into a wall but you're pressing into it, then you'll still get the the wall jump. If you're just moving, if you're just standing against the wall, then you won't get it. I'm like okay, those make sense, you know. Okay. Um. Uh. I guess aside from that, um, other two things would be uh, learn from various sources. Um, That's a good one. Uh. I am by no means a programmer. Uh, the only reason I'm able to even cobble this together is because uh, Unreal Engine 4 uh, has blueprints, and the visual <laughs> coding uh, makes programming work for my monkey brain. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm very similar. I'm not yeah. a not a programmer either. It just yeah. I try learning it. It just doesn't doesn't work yeah. for me. But so um, <laughs> but uh, what's helped a lot is like I've again I've been keeping who I'm learning from varied, uh, but I'm also staying critical of it. I'm not just, you know, taking everything in. I'm, you know, I'm sorting it, right? I'm compartmentalizing like, okay, what seems like good advice? What's smart? What's actually good practices? Um, and what's not? Um, now, you know, when I look something, I look things up a lot less often than I used to. Um, and sometimes when I do look things up, I'm like, well, okay, I know I could have done that. This is just like a bunch of, a bunch of uh, booleans true or false like this is awful this is really bad coding yeah like, that's um, not how you do it well yeah i can, want something better yeah uh so the fact that i'm able to look up tutorials and be like that's not good enough now is uh a, a big step forward for me personally um and of course i mean this is just a fucking classic one with anything but just have fun with it still um if you're not uh, having fun with development maybe just take a step back and try to figure out why that is uh, and if you're not having fun with your game doubly so <laughs> please re-examine it don't don't like sunk calls fallacy well i have to keep everything the way it is because that's what i did so far you know um 
be be willing to throw stuff out. Um, I am having a hard time at level design, but I am also like, okay, I'm probably going to have to just throw out like a couple months of work while doing this part, you know, mm -hmm. um, at least, uh, because that's just the process, you know, but I need to a learn about level design and B, I need to make good levels, which just takes some trial and error. Uh, I don't know. I could go on for ages about like both my own stuff. And uh, what I think potentially might be good advice, but also uh, nothing, there are no certain rules with anything. <laughs> so it's hard for me to say, like, you know, just as long as you keep thinking critically about things as you do them, I, I think you should be good. Um, you know? Okay. Just, uh, I'll always be trying to figure out, like, why something works. Don't just be like, okay, well, that's that. You know, it's like it works now, so don't worry. Yeah. No, you gotta, like you said, think critically about it. Just make sure yeah. it's doing exactly what you need it to do. Yeah, and you understand why why this even works. You know, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's hard to give out general advice, you know, just to whoever might be listening because the advice not be appropriate for that person, even. You know, but um, I get that. But it definitely, it's, it's a little something that helps. We'll yeah. probably ask uh, more yeah. game designers and things like that. But thanks, Rich. Yeah. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> doing this again makes me realize again how much stuff that I'd still like to talk about about things. And I've thought about before maybe doing like a devlog or something where I could uh, cool. more properly organize my thoughts on things. Um, so maybe I'll look into that. On one like. On one hand, it could be cool for that. But on the other, that's time I could be putting towards you know working on the game. Um, but I don't know. Maybe making a devlog will like also just help me sort things out for the game. You know, um, it, it might help. I could I could see that being something. Yeah, like, you know, uh, at least you can go back for reference and kind of think of what you were thinking yeah. about before and where you were yeah. at. Kind of yeah, move things around a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It'll definitely be an interesting window into my thoughts uh, at the current point in time. Just like I think this will be as well. Um, so if nothing else, I don't think I'd ever go like, all right, I'm doing like weekly devlogs, uh, rows, <laughs> you know, but once in a while, a couple of months, maybe something might be fun. But for those uh, who don't know, where can they find you? Oh, uh, I guess just uh, at Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash Ritzler, um, just an R-I-T-T-Z-L-E-R. Uh, that's basically it, honestly. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have a disc. I have a Discord on there as well. If you want to come out and hang or ask me something specific or be like, hey, your game is cool or hey, your game's whack, whatever. Um, shoot the shit. <laughs> uh, or talk about your own game. I'm fine with that. Uh, I I would love more devs to talk shop with, um, honestly. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. Appreciate it once again, Ritz. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for having me. We'll definitely let you... <laughs> We'll keep in touch. Definitely keep yeah. looking at this uh, This game. Keep you on our radars for sure. Um, as for everyone else, we will catch you guys next time on Paper Play Action. See you around.